trigger nothing in my nose here. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you, and uh, I got a special guest that was fucking up the microphone right out of the gate, uh, the one and only, the bad boy from Trenton, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> You know how much shit I've gotten from I that? I know, I know. The one and only Paul Verzi. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me, bud. I know. Dude, it's always am amazed me how much you don't like New Jersey. And it's literally like, it's like, right. I still don't understand why Yankees don't... fans don't like Mets fans. It's like, you're all New Yorkers. Like, what is the problem? It's it's not that I don't like New Jersey. It's a, it's just a nightmare going through there. So the cursing oh, that I would I, do. It goes a little further than that. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, the Met-Yankee thing is because of the fans. You know, Met fans resent us and hate us. You know, they hate us. And all they want to do Why is... Why do you guys see, always do that? What? Just what? New Yankees and Giant fans. You always think everybody's walking around thinking no, about Met you. Met fans hate us, dude. Nobody cares about you. Met fans hate us. I got Met fan friends that fucking... I'd I still rather have see. Giant fans come up to me going, I'm a Giant fan, sorry. It's like, dude, yeah, that's we've, won, we've won three Super Bowls since then. We got we over won it. six with that quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the two losses. They do it every time. Hey, yeah. you know, sorry. Like you're sitting there going like... I'll tell you, you know, you know the team that is still fucking... Because this is the deal. If, if we lost those two and then didn't win three, that would still bug us. But you get the three, it goes away, right? It's yeah. like go four with the Yankees. The fucking anyone in 09, who gives a shit, right? So the ones who are still hanging on to it, Paul. Dude, I'll say this. Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see what's-his-face? Uh, uh, what's-his-face? The corner there. You mad, bro? He's on TV now. Oh, uh, uh, Sherman. Richard, Richard Sherman. Sherman. Richard Sherman. He's got that run the ball. He's, he's still not over that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I know it could have cost a like, ring. I mean, listen, and I'll tell you, I've been there. I've been there as a fan. I've been there. I've been there, dude. I remember being yeah. in a warehouse three years after Bill Buckner. <laughs> three years after Bill Buckner, and I don't know. I was unloading the truck, and I'm like, "The fuck was he doing in the game?" Uh, <laughs> to yourself, like alone, just out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was almost I like know. it was so fucked up. It took like three years to process it. Yeah. And then th that's the thing. It's the tragedy. And then what it, it's like uh, you got to like you got to win another championship for that to go away. And then once you win another championship, you can laugh because now I, I, you know, I watch. Uh, I think I said this recently. I feel like I'm fucking Groundhog Day. I said that on, on some podcast. I can watch like the 86 game six collapse. And I'm just just like I can actually now appreciate like you can oh, watch it. I'm, I'm laughing, and then I'm also, like, going, like... I mean, dude, they literally hit, like, 17 singles in a row. <laughs> What's it? One extra base hit. Just I, single to right. Yeah. Single to left. Weird, single too. Left. Bloops, right? Like, yeah. They just... They just... Era, yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, like, four singles, a pass ball. What was the Mookie Wilson? Was the Mookie Wilson, like, a swinging bunt? Was it Mookie who hit? I always forget. It was like, there's a bounty ball behind the bag. Yeah. And the Mets win it. I think Mookie Wilson did like a swinging bunt. Yeah, he swung and then he was like running. Yeah. <laughs> and we had, we had Bill Buckner, who's the only thing worse than his legs was his glove. He had this old ass fucking glizz lucky Rest glove. Rest his soul. Did he pass away? Yes, he did. Rest his soul. Rest his soul. <laughs> Rest, his soul. Rest his soul. Well, you guys did the ultimate, man. 
Like you guys did the ultimate. It's the most. I hate to say this about against the Yankees. I'm, as I'm wearing a Yankee cap. It's the most gangster way to beat. I've never. What you guys did in 04 was. It ripped our heart. It was. I mean, talk about. Yeah, I mean, it was 20. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it but 20. it was brutal, dude. And it ended a rivalry. It ended a rivalry. Yeah, I know. It's just like. It's it, over. After that, it's over. Yeah. It's like finally getting who, whoever you got to fight and just fucking, you know. Yeah. It, no, yeah. it killed the whole thing. Yeah, it's nine, over. 1918 went away. The curse went away. I remember in 05. And then, and like, then, yeah, it's bad. I was like, no. Yeah, and then it was just like, all right, you got 26, 27. Was, We're not going to catch you. So, yeah. Oh, I really, you guys really get me going. I, I can't, you know. No, who gives a shit? I don't. Um, so, Paul, you're out here on the uh, on the West Coast. I am. And by the way, you said something every time. I, by the way, every time I talk to Bill, this is a conversation I have with Bill when I talk to Bill. Okay. But, yeah, man, what's going on? Oh, dude, yeah, you come out here. We're going to play golf. Oh, yeah, man. How's everything? Oh, the dude, football. How are the kids? Everything's good. Mother, there's fucking drivers out here. I oh. swear to God. And I got to tell you, dude, I felt it today. I actually go... I, it, a woman just came out two lanes, went in front of me. It was the most reckless no. thing I've ever seen on a four they're lane. Either, they're either, it was. <laughs> it's either pot cookie energy or just psycho. Psycho driving on the highway. And then when they get on surface roads, like my thing is they, when they go to change a lane Dude. to make a turn, like the last third of their car is still in your lane. They can't like, f they have no fucking concept of, it. I've never seen a state like that. Uh, Everybody, no. they just go like that. And then you beep at them and then they give you the finger. It's like, buddy, you're, you're in both fucking lanes. Don't get me going with this. No, no. You get me going. Uh, no, I, she, I don't want to do this, Paul. She went right I don't across. Embarrass and myself. I thought of you. I thought of you. I go, he's right, dude. Because how bad could it be, dude? It was like, I could have been killed. And the lady was just like, did that, like, sorry. I'm I've tried all games, oh. too. I've tried everything. Oh, bless him. There he is. I try to, like, think, I try to, like, like compliment him. Hey! Why wouldn't you? The Why wouldn't you do it? The best is my friend Sean Quinn put his... Clapped out the yeah, there he is. Oh, there he yeah, is. you fucking yeah, good you. great job, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> He's he Philly, right? He's Philly. Yeah, yeah. great job, clapping loud. <laughs> That's a <laughs> and what was funny too was the cars were like a dead stop, so the guy's just looking right at him. He's, he was up in a truck. And hey, there you go, there you go, you fucking piece of shit. That's what he said. And then he ends, and then they're both still like right there. <laughs> It was Lawhead. Uh, Lawhead told me that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've been in the car with him. There, because he had a temper. Oh, it was great. There you go. Oh, there, there you go. go. Good you for you. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, no, but other than that, it's a, uh, it's a good time. Dude, I went on stage for like the first time since I was in Greece uh, at oh, the store here? last night. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm out. I'm in a, doing some stuff going to San Diego, doing some pods out here, man, playing a little golf. My, if my back. My back permits, dude. That was a fucking sixteen dayer, and the oh, other you're, you're back and I bent down and I felt a little tweak, and I go, "Don't do it again." And I laid down, and it was like a little better. I just got to watch. I got to stretch, um, you know, dude. Oh, I, I I threw up my back yesterday bringing my son up the stairs. <laughs> I was bringing my son up the stairs, and I went to hand it to my wife. Just when I got it there, I was a little bent over like that. The whole back went out. And that was it. And then I was just laying down in the yard. Dude, I was laying in the yard for like fucking half hour. And then uh, I, I worked it out pretty good. But then I went to bed and it was a little fucked up this morning. Definitely yeah. had to lean on the wall when I was taking the morning piss. But then uh, I got it going again. I piss like that. I'm a, I'm a one hand on the... I'm fighting that, dude. I'm a one hand on the wall. You can't. <laughs> Why? 
Dude. <laughs> that is the beginning to being the guy who can't get up out of the chair and has the blankets over his legs. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. You become that guy. I know what you mean. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Paul, when was the last time you did like a deep squat, like ass touching your fucking heels and then went back up? You got to do those. Oh. Yeah, like you just was like, uh, no, I don't know. No. When I was eight, pretending to be a frog. Yeah, you got to be able to do that, dude. Oh, man. You, got, you, you don't got to do it. Just, I, 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 literally, if you just do it once a day, all these fucking idiots with like chains around them at the gym and all that. I'm, as an old guy, I'm looking at them going like, you got, you're going to blow your joints out. <laughs> yeah. You can do that now. But right now, what you don't realize what you're doing is you are getting rid of all the uh, cartilage. You're going to be bone on bone. But these kids today, and by the time they get to be my age, they'll probably be able to fucking We still have a deal. One. We have a deal from when you're 70. We have a $200, we have a $200 bet. That'll be a 10 pull-ups. 10 pull-ups what? when Guess you're 70. What? what? I did the Kobe fucking spinorama with the shoulders. What's that? Uh, whatever. They take your blood out. They send it to a vampire in Eastern Europe. You fucking <laughs> oh, you want to spin your blood. off on they it. They spin it. <laughs> Ring out a croissant uh, in it. Uh, France they, and uh, uh, yeah, dude. I'm doing I'm doing pull-ups and and uh, chin-ups. Dude, by 70. You're gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't give a fuck if I have to do HGH. I'm going to win that Dude, bet. Dude, that's $200 I want to give you because if you do that for a 20-year bet, that would be epic, Dude, man. Dude, just the humor of seeing a 70-year-old <laughs> guy on a chin-up bar. Dude, I'm and every, I'll be on like a playground. Everyone playing gonna be like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> gonna be all nervous for me. When you get to seven. Come on, Billy, you got three more. I want to give you the money. I want to give you the money. Um... Yeah, dude, I'm getting to the age, it's like, you know, I see a rookie in a league, it's like, am I going to see his whole career? <laughs> <laughs> like, if he plays as long as LeBron, how fucking old am I going to be? I knew that I was getting old when I realized, like, NBA players now that are leaving were like, well, yeah, it's like, dude, LeBron's going to be, and LeBron went in young. LeBron's going to be done in two years. LeBron went in when he was 18 years Aaron old. Aaron Rodgers is going to be, he's going to come back for a year after this injury, then be done. They're all gone, man. Everybody's gone. Jeter went to oh, an old-timers day. And Jeter goes, they go, what do you think? He goes, can we change the name of this thing? He goes, I think we need rebranding because he didn't like the, like, the old-timers. You know, because wow. he looked great. He walked in. I mean, Jeter walked out looking great, but he was like old-timers, Derek Jeter. When did he leave? All of the 90s. Don't even tell me he left like 2013. He didn't leave that long ago, did he? Yeah, he left, I think his last year was like 12 or 13. Wow, that only feels like five years ago. Oh, my God. Aaron, is there a way to find that out? Is He's there... not 50, is he? No, yeah. No, he's, he's like 47, him. 48. Well, he came into the league like around 21, 22 in, in 96. So he was born he like 75. Like 30, he retired like 37, 38, dude. That was, 49. He's 49. What year did he So he retired what year? Fuck. 2014. Wow. I took Nine. Lucas as a baby and he couldn't. He was too young. He's like, I want ice cream. And then Jeter stole a base. And I go, he stole a <laughs> He didn't care. Yeah. You know, he didn't care. I'm going to watch. Take one of my kids to the maybe to a Bruins Bruins uh, Kings game earlier, early in the season. I think they come out. I have no idea, Paul. I'm, I fucking just got over. Uh, I got COVID for the second time. How was it the second time around? Easier? The same as the first. I just felt like I had a cold for two days. Mm -hmm. I never got all that crazy shit. The like the fatty. I lost and a, the, I uh, lost the smell and taste, but I was fine. I wasn't sick. I just lost smell and taste, which was weird. And I mean, you like, lost two of your five senses. Yeah, but felt great. How weird is that? I, it was fucking weird, dude. How do you feel great not being able to smell or taste anything? Stacy goes, like, Stacey goes this wine's delicious. And I go, it fucking stinks. And she goes, what? She goes, Paul, it's such good wine. I go, it's fucking horrible. 
And then like, then I started panicking because I was like, oh my God, smelling whiskey, nothing. The strongest whiskey, nothing. Candles, it's nothing. Then I put a Dorito in my mouth because you know the way they got the cheese and it tasted like I was eating cardboard. It was just... Oh, wow. And I was like, oh yeah, I got it. There was a rock star that lost his taste, sense of taste. He just he got hit in the head or something like that. Some people... And then he, he like lost it. He's dead now. He fucking completely like couldn't Jesus. handle it. Oh. He, I think he was doing that fucking... You know, you tie a belt around your neck and start jerking off. I mean, that's, that's got to be that, incredible, that's when, dude. But that's For you good. to take that risk, dude, that's got to that be could die. <laughs> dude, dude, that's got to be. I mean, I would never do it, but could, that's got to be fucking up there, dude. For dudes to fucking go in a fucking hang themselves while jerking off, dude, knowing the danger. What's his name? Was it David? Who's the guy? David. How, how do you do that? Like, I don't understand. Like, how do you? Like, Actually, George Carlin talked about that in his special. You basically, like, as you're like, you're supposed to time it. <laughs> where like, when you're about to fucking blow, <laughs> you're fucking almost lose oxygen. And they said it's just like the fucking sickest orgasm ever. <laughs> I, never, I never wanted to combine feeling like I was getting murdered. As I was jizzing. Your room service comes. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, sweetie. Your fucking eyes are tearing. You got a big red mark around your neck. <laughs> no, you know what you do? Is you just come to the door. Oh, can I come back later? His eyes are wide. You know sweet? what's funny? Like, this is the. Uh, yeah, that's for you, sweetie. This, this is right after. Right after you almost uh, kill yourself, you got a load on your stomach, and then your wife calls. <laughs> you pick up the phone. Hello. That's hilarious. How's it going? Yeah, I got to get home, man. I just been out here too long. <laughs> What's wrong? Yeah, nothing. Don't say nothing. Oh, what yeah. is it? Uh, you know that belt you got me for Christmas? <laughs> it broke. I just had it around my oh, neck. Are you trying to kill yourself? <laughs> no, I was trying to hit. It's jerking off. Yeah. Are you alone? No, you don't touch it. And he starts going to her. I wouldn't be almost killing myself in every hotel room on the road <laughs> if you did your fucking job, sweetheart. Look, I don't do drugs. I don't fuck around. And I've been eating salads. Can I just have this? Can I just fucking choke myself while jerking off? Fuck. Dude, that's got to be so fucking hard to when your kids ask them what happened to dad. Oof. All right. Leaving a legacy. How do you do it? How do you do it? What are you going to say? I died from autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> You're my kid's uncle. How do you tell him? Oh, dude, that's tough. Oh, my God. Hey, Come guys. Uh, hey, Uncle Paul. Yeah. Where's... What's the matter? You have a funny look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> so did your uncle. No. Uh, <laughs> so did your dad. Oh, so did your dad. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. It'd be like, you know, kids, sometimes people get into things that are dangerous. And... You know, <laughs> are you talking about my dad? <laughs> <laughs> dude, what would they do? With did the somebody do something to him? <laughs> No, 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 nobody. It was an accident. It was a terrible accident. Well, mom never told me, so boy, oh boy, I'd sure <laughs> like it if you'd level with me. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. I would just call the wife and go, I can't. I, you got your bike truck. I can't. I, try, I can't. Dude, what do they do in the church at the funeral? <sighs> Charles was a good man. He, <laughs> dude, everyone would just be like, <laughs> they bury you in the soup, but they still have the belt around your neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. It's you dead with your cum face. You're like, 
sitting in the fucking box. He just looks so relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. <laughs> Choking himself out. What I want to know medically Dude, wait, is why. Wait, so do you, does, does the UFC start turning you on like submissions? <laughs> jerking off to him. Listen, a... I'm not gay, but I would just love it if a guy would just take my back while uh, I'm jerking off. Oh, it choked me out. I mean, <laughs> that's not gay. I'm not touching him. The guy's whacking off to a UFC yeah. fight. That's why he's going. No, no. A UFC fighter is into autoerotic asphyxiation and when some guy takes his back rather than trying to get out of it, he starts fucking rubbing one out. <laughs> is he tapping? Uh, no, he's jerking off. Genius way to get out of the holds. Conor McGregor immediately uh, let go of that rear naked choice. What's the choke? Thing? What's the choke called? I said when rear they, naked when they, choice. When they, when they, when they oh, guillotine. He oh, got him in a guillotine. And he started jerking off everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. This is a sight game. Right when the bell rings, you start running at him, fucking jerking off. <laughs> just like all, all your fucking muscle memory is just gone. And in that moment, you do the flying knee. <laughs> and then they would immediately make it illegal, uh, and then and it would be it would oh, be fuck, dude. it would be named after you, uh, Paul Paul Versey rule. <laughs> What's the Paul Versey rule? You can't run at a guy jerking off to begin it to to fuck with his head. Uh, <laughs> Wait, he did that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like the Sean Avery. Oh shit. Sean Avery rule, but it's it's with your dick, <laughs> dude. If I saw a guy jerking off in a UFC fight against me, I'd be like, dude, you win. Touch your dick. That's <laughs> I'd be, I'd be right up and over the fence. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. I used to do a bit about that a long time ago. I was talking about how men aren't sexy. I said a naked man is either funny or scary depending on the situation, right? Yeah. Like if you're at a baseball game and some guy jumps out of the stands <laughs> and a naked guy runs across the field, it's, you fucking die. It's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> but if you're walking home alone late at night and a naked guy jumps out like, ah, with his fucking dick and balls and out, you're like, <laughs> it's like the scariest thing. Yeah. Uh, when David Tell did that show, what is the show he did on Comedy Central? Insomniac. Yes. Or he would go to, he would perform there, but then he would go to places. I love that <clears> show. He went to one where like, <clears throat> dude, people were into feet and they would get their feet oiled and like, like guys were into guys' feet and it was just one of those things, dude. Oh, this no. This guy was just like oiling this guy's foot and it was just like, oh, gross. Oof. I was just like, <laughs> gross. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> That's all thing, gross. The only thing I gotta be honest with you. I am not into like, uh, you know what really grosses me out is fucking food and sex when they combine that shit. Do you remember like nine and a half weeks? There was one scene where he was in the kitchen and he, all these condiments and dumping strawberries and shit on him. It was just, it was just fucking nasty. It makes me remember, it makes me remember the Wayne's Brothers movie, like spoofing it, where they just started like. Like lighting butter on fire, <laughs> they just started grabbing ocean. They started dumping bowls of shit. Like yeah, I always feel I, do, I feel like no one had ever done that, and I think they they became like these things. And you saw them enough in movies where you thought people actually did it. Like nobody ever took a chick right at her place and just fucking cleared off a table, breaking shit and put her on, and she didn't get mad. Like what the fuck are you doing? You're breaking all my. You ever remember that? That was like the move in the eighties. You grab some chick, she oh, straddle you, and then, pots flying. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was, yeah. Very rapey. Yeah, who's gonna clean this? Very rapey. It was very grab and fuck. It's a Trump era. <laughs> I, I remember when uh, I had friends in high school go, dude, she blew me with an ice cube in her mouth. And I was like, was it awful? 
It was terrible. I had a woman do that one like, time. What the fuck are it was you doing? Stu the it's stupidest the thing. The whole point of a blowjob is to not have cold. Like what? Yeah, no. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. What else are you gonna do? No, that was the original ice bath. <laughs> <laughs> That's where yeah. that idea or, came from. You don't see people fucking in a snowstorm. Like getting the. Uh, yeah, I don't oh get it. Oh my god, dude, that fucking ice bath. You watch how quick that fad comes and goes. It is another. That's another. The things like that are killing the planet. Is when shit like that. I understand the ice bath for a UFC fighter, yeah. for a fucking Olympian, for so, uh, a professional athlete. But just the average Joe, you know, uh, you could just you know, just fucking take a cold shower. It's not fun to see people go. Forty more seconds. Forty. It's like, dude, the two things that you do is you exercise, and they say the one thing that's good for um, not having a stroke, not having a heart attack, and off things with like a belt that. around your neck. <laughs> yeah, that and uh, sauna. It's like, it's like, a sauna is. They say a sauna takes away like 60% chance of a lot of horrible things happening to you. Ice bath, I don't know any proof of anything except that it looks really This is all you know about an ice bath is it sucks for 40 seconds and then as long as you don't move, it's not that big a deal. Because well, I saw one one, this kid was already in it and then the other guy's freaking out and then he's staring like he's, like he's a fucking man and it's just like... What's the point of an ice bath? Uh, if, I think for like inflammation, they also go, it brings your body temperature up. It's good for this. It's good yes. for immunity. Da, 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 yeah. da. It's good for people who sell ice baths. Yeah. You wake up, you start your day. That's what Tony Robbins said. You jump in. Oh, I jump in and I start my <laughs> Tony Robbins with his voice. He goes, oh, that's how you start your day. What does that guy do other than telling people what to do? He doesn't do anything. So I don't understand. Like he's successful at telling people what to do. Dude, he's figured out a way to motivate and like... You know, that me and Rachel make fun of those people all the time on Instagram. Well, yeah. they have like that really serious music and yeah. they just like start the day like, you know, first thing I do when I start the day is I avoid water as long as I can. And they, they just say, we say something fucked up like that. And you're just like, what? <laughs> and then there's always somebody going like, really? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's amazing. You, you know, you have to say, who are you? Yeah, yeah. Why? Like, listen, here's, here's, here's a good thing for you kids out there. If somebody has to score their opinion... <laughs> <laughs> like a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you probably yeah. it's probably bullshit. It's always somber with like a little bit of like this Can is. Can you imagine what you if a car salesman do. came out and fucking started telling you about some piece of shit car, but they had this intense music? Let me tell you something about this old cutlass. <laughs> and you're like the, you're like, yeah, dude, oh, yeah? I'm not buying that. <laughs> Your wife's like, dude, how the fuck could you buy that? And you just be I don't know, man, the fucking music was banging. Dude, the guy <laughs> <laughs> you know how I like Buicks. I, I, got, I got caught up. Oh, I love a Buick. Yeah. Back in the day, the old school cars. Oh, dude, I'm an old school dude with that shit. When I was 16, my stepfather would be like, really, you want that? Like, I would be like, can we look at like, I would look at like Buick LeSabres. Yeah, you skipped the whole young, fast, stupid, and you just went yeah. right to, to yeah. bathrobe. I remember. Slippers. <laughs> yeah. Cigars. I remember my, my stepfather was like, what, uh, I go, dude, can we get this Malibu? And he goes, like, really? That's the car? I go, yeah, it's reasonably priced. It's four doors. I like the interior. He was just like, what? Who what are you, a fucking 70-year-old? This one thing I got to tell like, I like the what I've learned about how to live life, I've learned so much of it from you. Oh. Likewise. I'm just going to let you sit with that, Paul. Let you get choked up. <laughs> like you're choking yourself, jerking off. Um, no, as far as, like, like, I used to do that. You know, I was fucking scatterbrained for a long time and now my house like I go into my house and I just go right to the back porch and I just fucking sit out there yeah I, and that's every day I sit out you there you can do it alone I, right I, be alone oh, oh yeah. yeah or I can or my kids come out uh, I'm basically avoiding the family no um, I go out there I have a, like a cup of coffee or have like a cigar oh you know yeah occasionally I'll get the paper it's the greatest thing oh ever. my god dude the, now pa you're... the paper's the greatest dude 
You give me you a tuna fish sandwich paper? and an iced tea. You know, I like the paper. It's my voice. When I'm reading it, I'm hearing my voice. I'm not trying to freak myself out. When I watch the news on TV, yeah. it's it's just like, like I feel like they should just have like a flashlight under their chin because the way they're just like scaring the fuck out of you. Yeah. Today in San Bernardino. Yeah. Wildfires. Wildfires, <laughs> Paul. And there's nothing you can do about it. Well, I can just read about it. Hey, yeah. the fucking Simi Valley, my dumb voice. You know what it is, Bill? I really think, and listen, Paul, what I'm is no, it? I'm no brain surgeon, but I'll tell you what. This is the dumbest time that I remember. <clears throat> the things that are being said, the things that are people doing. Like, it's a big story that Taylor Swift is in dating Travis Kelsey and she's in the box with his family. It's like, that's that's the story. Like They even said it during the game. They go, and another big thing, TMZ will love. Taylor Swift is here. That was part of the announcers in the booth. That was, yeah, but I can see that. I mean, imagine if they get married, like that giant guitarist they're going to make. Okay. You know, a six foot six guy, make a guitar look like a ukulele. I could give a fuck, dude. I, 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 got, I mean, they're too. laying six, dude. I got to win. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Taylor Swift, okay? I'm trying to fucking, I'm trying to. Well, that has less to do with it being dumb as far as like they just doing this thing where they can't make enough money. So they're just trying to, uh, it's like what makes the, what makes the <clears throat> Super Bowl suck, Paul, is it's the most important football game of the year, and it's treated like the, the football game is the last thing on anybody's mind. When The Rock came out at SoFi, and he's like, everybody, this is good. I was like, dude, it's, it's over. It's like The Rock. But you know what that was for? That was for all because so many non-football fans show up. I get it. So they got to do that. I it was get it. Also, for the Super Bowl, I get it. It was also pass. Hollywood, so you yeah. got to have a big movie star come out there. Yeah, it was. It's beyond stupid. What's what you have to do is uh, you just you tape the game. I always say this: you tape the game, you let it get to halftime, and then you have your phones off. Then you start the game, and you just fast forward through all of that shit. It's fucking horrible, Paul. It, you, they used to play the thing in the afternoon, and Kurt Gowdy would announce it, and it was a fucking football game. They played yeah. it like a college football stadium, and it could be fucking cold out or whatever, yeah. raining out, and they just played the fucking thing. Yeah. No. Fucking Ice Bowl. Ice Bowl was the, N NF NF uh, the NFL championship game, and yeah. they played it in Lambeau. Yeah, it's... On the frozen tundra. They would never do that now. Oh, it's going to be cold out, and what about all... It's you know what's funny? Roof. Is, uh, <laughs> I got a running joke with my lovely wife, right? She's cracking up. She All of a sudden, because we're going to the Super Bowl this year doing the DraftKings thing, right? I don't know oh, if yeah. I'm supposed to announce it, right? Bet MGM. Um, oh, my God, I said that? Sorry. <laughs> no, we'll let it yeah, out. Cut that out. <laughs> All right. So here's a running joke I got going. <laughs> We're doing that fan duel thing. <laughs> <laughs> Resetting. Uh, so here's a running joke I got going with my wife because, you know, we're going, you and I are going to go to the Super Bowl in Vegas this year. We're going to yeah. do a live show with Bet MGM. It's yeah. going to be great. So all of a sudden, my wife wants to go. She, like, wants to go. I go, yeah, you're not going. Uh, she oh, goes, what do you mean? I go, yeah, yeah, you're not going to that. She goes, no, I want to go. I go, no, you don't. That's I go, you don't give a fuck about football. I'm going to sit on this couch for 18 fucking weeks in a row, and I'm going to watch it. And then I'm going to watch another three weeks of playoffs, and you're not going to be here. Because you don't give a fuck about it. I'm not, you're not taking up a seat wow. from somebody. And she's going, get it. She goes, you know, Usher's playing the halftime. I'm like, go see him when he plays the Paris. You're not, no, it's not happened. So I just, I was like being totally honest, but like so over the top that she was cracking up. And today she was getting ready. She goes, oh yeah, you know, I can't wait to go to the Super Bowl. 
I said, well, you're going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> I'm like, it's a guy's weekend. I'm going golfing with Verzi. She yeah. goes, I'll leave you alone. I'll leave you alone. I'll go with somebody else. I'm like, I'm like, no. <laughs> she just wants I'm to going, see I'm usher? like, just you being yeah. there is going to ruin it. I'm like, man, there's going to be hookers all over the place. <laughs> there's going to be hookers and coke, dude. Hookers and coke. Guys I are going to be jerking yeah. off the fucking. Like, how do you fit into that? Belts around their necks. <laughs> I want to come home feeling guilty. <laughs> Stacy's like, Paul, why are you bringing so many belts to the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> For two nights. Funny, if that was your thing and you would just open the open about it and like nobody gave a fuck like dude i can't wait for vegas i got a brand new like, jordan dude, i got three new flexy. belts look how thick look how thick this is look how thick this is you know if i hold my head like this if i hold my head like this dude, this was literally this was on a blower on a, somebody fucking blew out an engine i told i, I asked him if he wanted the belt and i fucking took it off where's verzi oh, he's at neiman marcus again belts are on sale Hey, I'm gonna go back to room and uh, and jerk off. All right, dude, call me after. Call me after so I know you're hey, okay. Dude, dude, be careful. Yeah, call me after so I know you're okay. Be careful, dude. Yeah. <laughs> not like right after, but like, you know. Dude, I'd spot you, but I just can't. Yeah. I'm not built for it. <laughs> oh, and then you gotta break into the hotel room and that bolt things off, and all you see is just like two, two inches of the guy's head. <laughs> oh no, Paul! He finally did it. Oh shit! Oh and shit! Then I go in and see your dead face with no, that goofy like no, smile on your face. What if I made? What if I made it? Did you all dead? What if I made it through though? And you got to call Stace. He goes, Stace. Yeah, listen, dude. He did it again. It was <laughs> bad. Right, we don't though. know how long he was out. It's too late to know how much brain damage there was. Me walking in, and you got your soft dick in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking breakfast sauce. He's like, oh, oh, fuck it out. Oh, fuck it out. Oh, shit, dude. Uh, that is a really fucking wild thing that somebody found out about. How do you find out about that? The first guy. The first fucking guy. He was probably choking his, his woman, probably liked it. You know, she probably fuck, fucking put his hand on his throat, you know, on her throat, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> or that maybe she was nuts. Maybe he was fucking pounding her from up top, and she fucking grabbed his, his throat. throat. And he goes, "That was nuts." Yeah, that actually do felt that pretty good. She said, I don't want to do that anymore. And then he kind of looked around. <laughs> there it is. That's a, uh, yeah, dude. Me and my wife, you know, she's. She, I'm glad I'm out here for fucking a bunch of days. That's good. Have a break. No, I want her to fucking feel it. I want her to feel me not there. Yeah. You know? have that tiger walking around. I want her to feel, yeah, yeah, he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> he's not there. Feel it for a couple weeks. Yeah. You know, feel it for a couple weeks. I was joking with her. I go, hey, you ain't going to miss me. Oh, no, of course I'm going to miss you. You know I love you. I oh, miss yeah, you. They don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, you don't give a They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They give a fuck when you leave. But when you're there, they don't give a fuck. No, I mean. It's, it's just not. It's in, Paul, we got football. Yeah, that's all we got. Did you watch that uh, that late game last night, the, uh, the uh, Raiders and Steelers? Yeah, I did, man. I did, and it was Garoppolo didn't look good. He, he threw two dumb ones, but like, dude, what about that? fucking the, first of all that uh, that uh, Max what's his face on on uh, Crosby? Oh, dude, not, dude that's an old school defensive dude, player. Dude, he looks like he should be on the '70s Raiders. Dude. Love that guy. Yeah, and then their their receiving core, right? They got another yeah, D no, guy. Don't Devontae De Adams. Devontae Adams, one of the top guys. They got Jacoby Myers. Myers, and then they got uh, Corey Holcomb. No, what's his name? Corey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the white kid. Throwing, uh, oh, oh, Renfro. Hunter Renfro? Hunter, Hunter Renfro. I knew it was Hunter Renfro. Hunter yeah. Renfro. 
Who? Oh, Hunter Adams. Who's the Renfro guy? Uh, I don't know. What team? The Raiders. And then they got that kid on the corner that number 26 can play. Like, I saw a lot yeah. of people. I was like, I fucking like this team. Garoppolo just made two, you know, bonehead throws. But other than that, you know, I thought he was, I thought he was all right. Yeah. Deva- De- uh, Devontae, what's his name? Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Yeah, Devontae yeah. what? Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. The guy had like fucking 100 yards by the no, second he quarter. 15, he had 15 catches. It was unbelievable. Yeah, but they just couldn't get it in the end zone. Dude, Aaron Rodgers wrote him a note the last year he was in he was in the Packers, and he goes, hey, dude, just want to let you know you're the greatest that I've ever seen do this, and having you on my team is amazing. He wrote him this whole thing. And then uh, after that year, he went to play with uh, – to the Raiders with Derek Carr because they played at Fresno State together. Devontae Adams and, and Derek oh, Carr played at Fresno State, but they shipped Carr out, and now they got this guy. Dude, how about the Jets quarterback, man? This kid is just – dude, Romo was being really nice about it. I don't know how nice he was being. He was definitely – you got to make that throw. You no, got to get – No, but they were like, dude, the guy was late on like – they were like showing the guy open. They're going – Yeah, they don't need to be doing that to people. No, no. It's like – once you lose, your fan base is already giving you shit. You don't need, like, the video, like, evidence. But um, I got to tell you, once again, Paul, that stupid fucking prevent defense. Stupid prevent defense. We got the game. It's fucking over, right? We got yeah. them down on, like, their 30-yard line, and then we, we go into, like, this fucking 30-yard cushion. Oh, you were texting me. You were texting me going, dude, I'm telling you, this is it. But then you guys got that safety from that judge. No, but I'm not nasty. talking about that. I'm not talking about I'm talking about but once when they we ran got down. the safety. Oh, right. They ended up yeah, because yeah, yeah. we gave him this yeah. kid who didn't throw one long ball the whole day. No, we gave him a thirty-yard completion. Now he had one shot at the end zone, dude. They almost got it. We we knocked it uh, down and went off his shoulder, and a jet and, got and, one hand and, and, on and, it. Uh, Cobb almost caught yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Randall Cobb almost caught it. No, and what the genius of the prevent defense is it had me watching that boring ass game to the very last play. That's it's a marketing. It's marketing. It's not defense. It's fucking marketing. It's designed to have as many games end with the, the team that's losing getting four shots at the end zone. I got Didn't hope, happen last I night because Jimmy G true, threw a fucking interception. Yeah, but I know. <coughs> it doesn't make any sense, Paul. It's, I know. I know. Plus, the fact that Wilson wasn't completing any passes the entire game until that's that drive. That's my thing. Until this that guy, drive. This guy hasn't been playing good all day. He hasn't beaten you no. deep the whole... Your fucking safety's doing the job. The corners are doing their fucking job. Yep. And then in the end, it's just like, let's make this guy look like Joe Montana. Let's let him go right down the fucking field. He almost did it. Yeah. No. Hey, uh, Aaron Rodgers was playing. Oh, if Aaron Rodgers was playing, I think that... Oh, well, we would have lost the game. I think you would have lost the game. 100% we would have lost the game. I don't. That's the worst thing I've seen is a quarterback of that caliber going out four game four plays into his fucking new team. That's that's fucking horrible. That's fucking horrible, man. No, it's and, and bad things come in threes. Okay, so it happened to Vinny. Now it happened to Aaron. Who's who's the next quarterback? Vinny, Aaron, and uh, yeah. Who's another old guy that's gonna go there? Oh, no. To, to close out their career. It seems like it's all young guys now. Did the Cardinals end up losing? Did the Cowboys come back and beat no, them? Cowboy, no, the Cardinals end up scoring again. Car, uh, Cardinals beat them. But the Cowboys were coming back, right? No, but then the Cardinals scored again. I like this whole Cardinals like fucking Dude, the Cardinals, coming out. They, yeah, but they the, come out in the first quarter, two quarters, and they score like fucking Rich, 25 points. Rich Gannon's kid. I always like seeing that. Remember Rich Gannon? I love Rich Gannon. Yeah, that's his son coaching. Kid looks like he just fucking got out of his math class in 10th grade. son is coaching? That's yeah, how old like I am? Yeah, it looks like a fucking... I thought you were going to say he was playing. No, his son is coaching. By the way, that's what I was thinking about. We, I mean, we could talk about this on anything better, but fuck it, we're here. 
coaches today, I mean, fucking nerds, dude. Skinny. Remember, oh, yeah, that guy in the Dolphins? You, they went from Don Shula. He looks like Buddy fucking... Ryan, uh, Buddy Ryan. Bill Parcells. Fucking... Who else was a big... Bum oh, Chuck Phillips, Knoll. Chuck Knoll. Uh, or even if they were but, small, Tom Landry was they like had a, stoic. They had like a thing. Now this guy's like... Dan yeah, Reeves. Dude, Dan Reeves was another fucking squared guard. Dan, Shut the even, fuck up. Even Mike Shanahan, the father. Mike Ditka. My, Mike Ditka. Now you got the kid in Miami who's friends with Dan Soder. Nick, uh, that's uh, Nick Kroll's... Cousin. It's <laughs> his doppelganger? <laughs> no, that's what the joke is. That guy looks like Nick Kroll, and the guy from the Bills looks like me. Dude, NFL coaches today look like the kids you put that football players bullied in high school. Now they're the I, I don't, the Jets coach, though, he looks cool. Oh, uh, Sala. Yeah. Dude, your coach, unacceptable. Nah, but you know what? He's old school. Uh, he, he's, uh, there's something about him. He, he's, he's, he's Rex Ryan, how Rex Ryan used to be, like too fat. Yeah. By the way, Rex Ryan looks like a million bucks now. Yeah. He's got the full head of white hair. His teeth are as white as his hair. Yeah. His hair is like, like it isn't like old guy white. It's like vibrant Dude, as white. Much, Rex he's got, Ryan. He's got a fucking tan. There's nobody that would be more fun if me and you sat down and drank a pi an ice cold pint of beer with Rex Ryan. That guy would be fucking, make he us has, cry laughing. You know, he has marina vibe. Like, I feel like he's out on a boat a lot. He's all tanned up. <laughs> yeah. He comes on there with like Randy Moss. He's in a good fucking mood. Yeah. He's picking games. Yeah, dude. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, why would you ever go back to coaching? I don't think he will. Oh, another one we missed. Bill Cower. Dude, Bill Cower with the chin. And Bill Cower. That was a fucking coach that you would Oh, be you know, one of the old school guys, the Steelers guy they got now, Mike uh, Tomlin. Yeah, he's old school. Yep. He's old school, Mike Tomlin. You know, he was my favorite NFL coach, and then I saw him at the Knicks game and uh -huh. we were in like the same thing and people and he was just being like like not rude to people and he just walked by like hey what's up coach and he just was fucking walked by and I get it but I was just like he wasn't friendly to anybody and then somebody else said something he was like I don't know you like you know he was one of those it's like meanwhile John well, maybe, maybe he doesn't like New Yorkers I actually respect the Knicks that game. Huh? he was at the Knicks game rooting for him he was rooting for the Knicks mm -hmm. who are they playing we were in the playoffs we were playing the, I think that was the Cavs think you know he was there with nick i'm, just, I'm just fucking with him oh, I, oh. I have no idea yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Get me> on. <laughs> well, i would think if you're that famous if you're going to the, you just got to settle in like like all right i'm walking into this everybody's going to be there just say hello and take the pictures frank sinatra just got, got really mad in this interview i saw him he goes now why he goes why wouldn't you do that it was it was fucking and it was like Sinatra in the seventies. He had the uh, he had the blue sweater that Piscopo. He had the blue sweater that Piscopo oh, wow. actually had in uh, Ebony and Ivory sketch with uh, Eddie Murphy. And he just goes, "Now I know I know some guys and they don't want to be bothered." He goes, "Now why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that?" He goes, "It makes you feel good. It makes them feel good. You're making somebody happy. You stop, you sign the autograph, and then you go. Why wouldn't you do that?" And I was like, "Am I? Am I? I'm like, yeah." Yeah, but he existed in a different time of being famous. Right, it wasn't like, Frank, 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 Frank can you Frank call Frank my cousin? Can you call my... <laughs> Let me tell you something, Pally. <laughs> Dude, the, one of the best uh, fucking Sinatra stories ever is that fucking guy, when he went to Australia, yeah. some feminist over there gave him a bad review because, you know... Of course she did. Well, I mean, you know, his lyrics were a little dated at that point. You know, whatever. So feminism was coming up or whatever. They were burning their bras, whatever dumb shit they were doing, right? So she gave him a bad review, and then he called her at this uh, Sydney Opera House. There's a recording of it. I can't find... Tell me he fucked her, dude. No. Oh, he, he, the hell he, it 
<laughs> that would have been fucking nuts, dude. I don't know if this story could top that. <laughs> Tell me he fucked it, dude. Um, he fucking... Uh, what the fuck was I going to say? He, I'm uh, sorry. He, uh, he called her a $3 whore. <laughs> Three dollar whore. Wait, at the at the show? At the show, and then it got out, and then there was this big backlash. So the prime minister was saying, "You have to apologize to her," and he's like, "I'm not apologizing." So then they came back and said, "If you don't apologize, we're not going to allow you to leave the country." So now he's holed up in his what? penthouse suite, and he says to his lawyer as he's pouring a drink, "He goes, well, I'm not apologizing." So now what? And it was like the Cuban Missile Crisis. They were just sitting up there. They figured out some wiggle room where they would both be happy. And he ended up leaving, and then he came back. He's like, I'm never going back to that fucking piece of shit country again. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, that's great. He was mad. I'm sure he went back. That's fucking great. Yeah. $3 whore. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Frankie must have cleaned up, dude. Oh, when Frankie walked in the room. Yeah. Hey, am I supposed to read this advertising? Okay. All right. Let me let me do a read here, Paul. Let's get it. You got time, you got time for a quick, I got time. quick cigar? Yeah. What? Quick cigar, you know? I mean, who am I to say? I'm 20 minutes. Hey, hey, Paul, who am I? Who am I, yeah? Who am I to fucking I'm turn down some the, with the podcast? Don't threaten me with a good hey, time. Hey, Paul, it's Policy Genius. Holy oh, I know shit. them. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Paul, let me tell you from personal experience. <laughs> it is super satisfying to check life insurance off your to-do list. It is a good thing. <laughs> Paul's choking himself out. Uh, and getting covered. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you get life insurance? Listen, before I sign this, like, listen, my, I, I don't want to. Oh shit! I don't want to be forward here, but I fucking, you know, I like to tie a belt around my neck and jerk off. Like, if I accidentally, that's not considered suicide because it's by accident. I'm not trying to kill myself. I'm, dude, that's that's how you beat the life insurance yeah. where they don't cover suicide. You just got to oh. deal with the humiliation you're gonna send your family. <laughs> you just put your dick in your hand and then really hang yourself. And then they call it autoerotic asphyxiation, and you get, you, you get the payout. Your family's got to move. Sorry about that. I'll clean that up in a second. All right. Um, and getting covered can be even more satisfying than autoerotic asphyxiation when you use Policy Genius. Policy Genius knows how valuable your time is, Paul. That's why their technology <laughs> makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 bucks per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exam. Well, how is it unnecessary? What if you're fucking as big as a house? They wouldn't want to insure that. Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, Paul, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. Uh, Policy Genius is for parents, caregivers, anyone else who has to depend on them. They, sim they simplify the process of getting life insurance so you can protect the people you love. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot, Paul. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com, P-O-L-I-C-Y-G-E-N-I-U-S.com. All right, Paul, that's the podcast. Can I plug some shit? No, let's do that. Let's fucking, let's get after it. <laughs> What are you, you going to be down? What do you got What do you up? got? <laughs> huh? 
Uh, I got a big one. I got a big one for me. I got a big one for me, man. This is the first. Okay. Uh, I will be. I announced it last week. Uh, pre-sale. Actually, pre-sale's over, but tickets are available now. First time ever headlining New Year's Eve New York City Gramercy Theater. Uh, so get in there. It's going to be great. I'm bringing oh, some. Oh, big. He's made the big time. I'm, I'm bringing. the theater in uh, New York. Oh, I'm, I'm bringing some All special guests. All grown up guests. and doing the town. Oh, you know that. It's gonna, we're going to have belts in the green room. Now go home Everybody. and get your joke book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard. No more, no more featuring. No, no, no more featuring. I don't know. They didn't, they didn't come to LA to tell you. Um, no, I'm doing the Gramercy Theater, December 31st. Um, when does this come out? This Thursday. Oh, dude. Uh, San Diego, American Comedy Company, October 6th and 7th, four shows. Uh, Philadelphia, Helium, 20th and 21st. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I will be, they changed my Hartford, Connecticut date. I'm in Hartford, Connecticut, not on the 1st of November, but October 13th. I'll be in Albany. Uh, I'll be at the Funny Bone in Albany. Oh, at that big mall, Bill. I'm going to be in a mall so, uh, in Albany. I, when I used to do that, Albany, what was it? No, no, I used to do Syracuse. No, there's a, there's a there's like a gigantic thing in a mall. It's like almost like Levity Live. It's at I the used to do the mall. egg. Oh yeah, the I did the egg. I did the egg on New Year's once too. The um, egg is a, that's a cool place. That's on uh, November second. But check out New Year's Eve, guys. And I'm going to be making an announcement about my special, which Paul is going to be shooting in Chicago. Speaking of, uh, oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. All right, I got a couple here. Yeah, uh, October first, Springfield, Massachusetts, at the Mass Mutual Center. Ten four, good buddy. October fourth, University Park, Pennsylvania, Bryce Jordan Center, and then. On October 7th, Paul, I'm in Canton, Ohio. You know that football stadium where they, they play the game every year? Yeah. Yeah, they're turning that into like fucking turning that into like oh. a comedy place. Uh, Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. And then on the 28th, for all you animals, I'm going to be up in Reno, Nevada with Joe Bartnick. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh. Reno's been waiting for us. Uh, that's on October 28th. There's something about Bartnick and Reno that just makes so much oh, yeah. fucking sense. Goes down smooth. Oh. <laughs> All right, that is the podcast. Thanks this for is Paul me. Verzi. Check him out New Year's Eve at Gramercy Theater. Best in New hour York I've City. ever done. Yeah, this I'm not gonna lie. This this dude is uh he's coming. Paul is coming. He has established himself. He's made his presence be known, and now he, he's on the way up. Didn't skip any steps, Paul. No. Didn't skip any steps. It's, it's all long it's way. all it's all fucking it's built in bedrock. Long way. It's up to code. Yeah, tell my fucking wife I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He, tell my fucking wife. You said, tell my fucking wife I'm kidding. It was all one sentence. Tell Paul, my fucking wife. I'm just kidding, sweetie. Yeah. I love kidding. I got the chain out. I was feeling it. All right. Paul Verzi, everybody. Uh, enjoy your weekend. <clears throat> enjoy your weekend. I will talk to you later. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr. And it's time for the Monday morning podcast for Monday, September 28th, 2015. What's going on? How are you? How's it going? Oh, yeah. I'm fucking burned out. Uh, Just got back from the road. Oh, what a tour I had. What a lovely, wonderful time I had going all the way through uh, Texas. I want to thank everybody who came out to the shows this week. Uh, We had an awesome time. Probably too much fun, if you know what I mean. Um, And when I say that, I mean I'm on my way back. The pendulum's swinging back the other way. For me to become a fat, pasty-titted jackass again. However, I am. Uh, I'm going to nip it in the. Uh, is it in the butt? Is it in the bud? You know, you nipping something in the butt like a dog bites somebody in the ass, or you are you pruning a fucking flower. I have no idea. But what I do know is that I'll get a hundred emails telling me how fucking dumb I am. Um, been getting a bunch of those lately. Jesus Christ, the fucking critics out there.
you know, motherfuckers are just, I'm just taking, they're just taking my goddamn knees out lately, you know. Did I ever say I was smart? I don't think I did. I don't know. I don't know what their problem is. Oh, I know what their problem is. Yeah, they probably didn't go after what they wanted in life, and now they're fucking miserable. So they just sit around going, yeah, yeah. Do you know some jerk off sent me an email? He actually counted how many times me and Paul Verzi said, dude. It was one of the saddest things I ever heard. Why the fuck would you? I counted over 100 times. That's what you did? That's what you did with a half hour of your life, you fucking dope? <laughs> some people, you just want to fucking shake them by the shoulders. Good Lord, turn it off then. I do want to apologize for the levels, man. I know I fucked it up last time. Uh, you know, it's this weird thing where the levels can be completely way too high, but if in the headphones you don't hear it, you know, that's what you have a mixer for. It's actually what you have a sound guy for, and I don't have one. Um, so I apologize for that. Um, but I think it was very fitting that the podcast on Thursday, in an audio sense, was completely fucked up. And for some of you, in a verbal sense, um anyways i think uh you know if you saw the, the fucking abuse that we did last week to our bodies i don't know what my fucking problem is i, we, I couldn't fucking stop I couldn't stop like every night i would be dragging ass getting ready to go do my show going dude what the fuck am i doing then the second you go out on stage the adrenaline starts going you get a couple laughs you feel fucking great right and then literally the first show, halfway through it, I'll just be thinking like, ah, I can have a beer tonight. I'll have one. I'll have one, then I'll go to bed. And it'll be fine. The next thing you know, you walk in the streets of San Antonio and the fucking security guard at the Alamo tells you to get the fuck out of there. You know? It's Verzi's running around. <laughs> Verzi goes, take a picture of me in front of the Alamo, right? And I, you got to know that right now how fucking drunk we are. Walking around like a couple of dopes with smoking cigars, of course, right? Let's go. Let's go over and smoke a cigar in front of the fucking Alamo. You know, why not do that? Why? Why learn about the history? Um, we actually ended up learning about the history because Verzi went over and he goes, dude, take a picture of me in front of the Alamo. And for some reason, there's this security guard working late night. He goes, hey, you can't do that. You can't do that. So Verzi goes take the picture and he rips his shirt off and makes this absolutely psycho look on his face just to get the fucking security guard going it's like what do you mean we can't do that why can't we can't take a picture of the fucking alamo is it after hours so then he comes up and he thinks we're a couple of drunk assholes which we are right you got to see the picture of verzi i sent it to him maybe he'll put it online i'm gonna leave it up to him but dude i have to tell you Paul Verzi is one of the most happiest, go-lucky people I've ever seen in my life, and he looks like a fucking serial killer. Like, I saw the photo, and I said to him, I was like, dude, if this picture was, was the poster of a movie, I would go see it immediately. You look like a fucking lunatic. Um, so anyways, the guy comes over, and he starts talking to us, and immediately we just start asking him questions about the Alamo, and he couldn't resist he couldn't resist, and he started telling us all this information. And I was sitting there going, like, well, no wonder all the guys died. Look how small the wall is. That's, like, even smaller than that thing that people have to run up on in, uh, at the end of the American Ninja Warrior, you know? If anything would fuck me over on that show, as long as you had a decent, halfway decent thing, you could figure you could work the grip strength up, right? Right, if they had, like, a, a, a approaching 50 years old 
American Ninja Warrior obstacle course. I feel like I, I could work my way up to get through it, but there's nothing helping. There's nothing helping my, I got white guy disease. You know what I mean? White guys, we got those meaty calves. They weigh us down. You know what I mean? We need those fucking deer legs. <laughs> we just don't have them. We got big, dumb, meaty calves. Our calves are like fucking, they're like ankle weights. I don't know what it is, but there's no fucking way I could ever get over that. So I'm sitting there looking at the wall at the Alamo going like, dude, I swear to God, I feel like I could do a run, plant one foot midway up the wall, and I think I got a shot. I got a shot, man. I could go right up and over. What's up there, Daniel Boone? What do you say there, Sam Houston? Where's Davy Crockett? Huh? What about that guy who settled Virginia? And banged the Indian woman. And then they shaved his head and they made him one of them. Right? And then they murdered everybody but him. What was his name? What was it? Eddie Virginia? I know it has something to do with Virginia. Tim Richmond? The fuck was his name? Michael West Virginia? Um, Jonestown? What the fuck was that guy's name? We had the first settlement down there in Virginia. I know there's a city or there's a street named after him, isn't there? That guy fucking did it right, right? He landed there and immediately interacted, fucking started banging one of the natives. That's what you do. You assimilate. He was like, oh, yeah? Is that how you make corn? That's fantastic. Show up with a belt buckle on your hat. I mean, you think you're not going to get scalped, you fucking dope? Standing there with your white socks like you're going to do the Billy Jean moonwalk across the fucking plane. You know, it's funny. Did they even dress like that? You know, how much of, of what you think is actual history is actually just what the first people in Hollywood did when they made movies? You know what I mean? And then that just became like, oh, this is this is what it was. You know, like I always do the classic when they talk about the uh, Native Americans and playing drums. And they always do that. That was completely made up by a white guy. There's no, there's not one shred of evidence. In fact, one of my brothers one time took a tour someplace, I don't know, in Arizona. And the guy was talking about Indians and in, uh, Native Americans, sorry, in percussion, right? And, uh, and he was going, he was showing some of the ways that they would play the drums. He goes, they would do it this way, they do it this way, they do it that way, yada, yada, yada. He goes, but at no point did they ever go, dun, 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 dun. and the whole, he, he killed, he crushed, got an applause break. The whole place started laughing because it was a bunch of white people, I imagine, going, oh, yeah, that's what we, that's what we thought they did. So anyways, let me, let me get back to where the fuck I was at. So we're at the goddamn Alamo, right? And, um. We start talking to this guy. He tells the whole fucking story, man. Jesus Christ, it was brutal. Oh, really, Bill? Was the massacre there? Bro, you know, you, until you're actually there and you're looking at it and you're standing on the grounds of it. Because what killed me was what, what they've left of the fort was the inner perimeter. So where we were standing, disrespectfully taking silly photos was where a lot of people died. They just took down the wall that was around the fort. So what we were looking at was this inner area, you know, where probably the officers, you know, took advantage of the women that were there. Whatever the fuck happened back in the 1800s. I don't know. And basically what happens when they showed up was they um, they just fucking killed every guy there. Even if you gave up, they just lined you up and shot you. And as fucked up as that was, I always think back to whoever lost the war. 
you know, which I'm going on a limb here saying it was Mexico. Because I have no idea because they never talked anyway. They never talked about the fucking. I don't even know when it happened, to be honest with you. I didn't take the tour. Like I said, I was drunk with a cigar. So, um, I mean, it wasn't like the Spanish-American War. Didn't that take place in like the Philippines? Something fucked up like that. I don't even know. This is fucking hilarious because every history class I took when I was... <laughs> I'm just laughing now thinking of you guys rolling your eyes, how embarrassed. You should be embarrassed as an American that yet again I'm doing this. And this could go out to anybody outside of our borders. Um, I should get audited right now for not knowing this shit. Um, they would always start with 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, and then the pilgrims, and then they get through the Revolutionary War, maybe the War of 1812, you'd get up to that, and then they stopped, and they just kept going back to it every fucking year, just hammering that shit into your head. Thomas Jefferson, I could not tell a lie, completely ignored the genocide of the Native Americans, completely ignored slavery, just ignored all of it. It's just every fucking year going back to the goddamn powdered wigs. I fucking hated it. And then when I finally got to, uh, I finally got to high school, I took this honors history class because I actually liked history. And then we did ancient medieval history. Holy shit. That might have been the most boring stuff. Oh, I just remember the cover of the book had this ancient medieval broken plate on it it almost looks like that stupid that dead dish they give women when they win wimbledon which always cracked me up you know what i mean they give a guy a chalice to drink fucking wine out of as he gets blown by a hooker and a woman wins wimbledon they give her a plate yeah why don't you go make some biscuits there sweetheart <laughs> i'm surprised feminist groups haven't complained like why don't we get a trophy why do we get that deviled egg fucking plate? You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe it's considered a plaque. The fuck do I know? I thought the Spanish-American War happened in the Philippines. I know we went over the Philippines at some point. We did some sort of damage. Um, but could I find it on a map? Actually, I could because I've been to Singapore. All right? It was east of it. It was east of Singapore, um, if I remember correctly. Oh, yes. I've I've spread my ignorance around the globe so anyways we're there and the guy was talking about you know how they 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 let the women and children live but they completely just killed every guy there even if you surrendered even if you were running away from the fort they just shot you in the back and i just was thinking like yeah man i mean that's what you got to do like whoever that commander was santa monica whatever the fuck his name was santa something or the santa cruz San Jose, I think it was a city, but it was actually a guy. It was like his last name. I think even California had to give it up being like, you know what? That motherfucker was going hard. I know that's not his name and I don't have time to look it up because that would involve research. All right. So you just fucking sit there in your cubicle and you listen to this. How dare you judge me in my ignorance? It's just sitting there at your job, making money, not doing your fucking job. How dare you? Uh, maybe listening to it in your car. I don't know what you're doing. So anyways, I always think that like that's how hard like whenever I think about, you know, if I was a Native American and I knew, forget that. If you knew, if they knew, there we go. There's the fucking right pronoun, right? Is that a pronoun or is it an adverb? Um, if they knew what the fuck was going to go down, can you imagine? That'd be a great series of films just called If They Knew, right? And it's all about history about horrific 
wrongs that were done about one group of people to another. You know, and you know how each one of them would start. Every little clip of if they knew would start with a bunch of white people come pulling up in a boat. <laughs> oh, who are these people? Hey, everybody. Next thing you know, you're enslaved or you're fucking, you know, just getting murdered. I always thought about if they knew, like the Native Americans, what the fuck they would, they would, I swear to God, they would have all joined forces like in the Warriors. Can you dig it? Right? And what they would have to do, okay, is they would have to let everybody come ashore, right? And this is what you do. At night, you slip onto the boats and you, you kill everybody who's on the boat. So now there's no escape. All right. And then you'd have to murder everybody, men, women, children, all of them. You'd have to murder all of them. All right. Then once all of that was done, one group of people, okay, is in charge. You've got to take those bodies and you have to drag those motherfuckers hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles inland. And you've got to bury them where no one's ever going to find them. All right. And then meanwhile, another group of people has to systematically begin dismantling those ships. All right. So that the belief would be that they never made it to the shores of America. Right. Now, that wouldn't work because they just keep sending more and the boats would get better. I was trying to think, like, how could the Native Americans stopped what happened at some point? Oh, I know what you do. You fucking, you'd have to keep the weapons. Why would you take apart the boat, Bill, you fucking dope? No, keep the boat. All right, fuck that. Let's, let's back up here. Still kill everybody on land. Still drag them a fucking couple hundred miles inland. Still bury them. All right? Kill everybody on the boat except for like five, six people. And then you go, listen, motherfucker. If you don't teach us how to drive this goddamn thing, all right, we're going to fucking, I don't know. We're going to do something to you that's going to be really painful. All right? I don't know. You somehow you, you get them to teach you how to drive the boat. And once you get the boat, right, you start breaking down, uh, I don't know, the cannonballs and shit. I don't know how you do it. You just have to keep killing these motherfuckers. No, maybe the best way to do it is that they don't know. You know what? I don't have a fucking solution. God damn it. White people are fucking evil, huh? Even me as a white person, you think I could figure out how to stop us? You know what? I got to get back to you. If you guys got any suggestions, how you could have stopped that. But it is, you have to do what they're doing to you, what they're going to do to you first. That's the only way to do it. You know what I mean? People come over, right? They got a better pistol than you do, right? And they think that God thinks what they're doing is right. Yeah, it's fucking over. There's not going to be the only time I ever fucking saw the indigenous people survived when a boatload of white people showed up was in New Zealand. All right. And if you saw the, 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 the people who are indigenous in New Zealand, every one of them, I swear to God, is built like a Hall of Fame linebacker. Like, and I'm not just talking about size. And like, they look like, listen, this dude could change the fucking game. And white people pulled up and were just like, all right, uh, you know what? Let's, we're going to be here with you and we're going to kind of like share this area. 
I mean, I was only in New Zealand for like three fucking days, but that's what I was told uh, while drinking in a bar. It might be wrong. It might be right. You know, hopefully it's wrong because, uh, you know, somebody can count how many words I fucking used incorrectly. <laughs> oh, why the f- I, I don't think I've ever done that. Have I ever counted words? I don't know. Maybe, maybe people are into that, Bill. You know? Why does everybody have to do what you do? You douche. All right, go fuck yourself. Trying to find this. Oh, my God. With the fucking notification thing. You know something? Apple with this whole shit where they just have this new thing where they sync everything and you can't delete the app and go fuck yourself. This is how it's going to be. Do you guys realize, myself included, that we are allowing the fucking nerds at Apple to grab us by the back of our necks and shove our face into dog shit? And just we basically gave up some freedoms on this this new round with the with the the iPhone six and their new their uh, new MacBook Air thing that I bought here. You know, as I sit there paying the fucking person who's probably looking at me through that little video camera, right? I just gave him the finger, huh? You like that? I'm a rebel. You know, I'm stopping what's going on. <laughs> um. I don't. I just. I resent the whole thing, dude. My, my my level of being a maniac with control, being a control freak. Do you know when I was in San Antonio? Um, I believe we were at Trinity College. Like every fucking gig was just like wake up, drive four hours, get in the hotel, shower, put your gig clothes on, go down, do the gig, and leave. And half the fucking places, I didn't even know where the hell I was at. But uh, but the shows are all. Shows were awesome. I tell you right now, I fucking love Texas and fuck everybody who says all the bad shit about it. I love those people down there, man. Fucking good time. Um, and I only had one fucking guy, only one maniac that really just said something really ugly uh, when I was on stage, which was I thought was pretty good. I was doing this thing about Caitlyn Jenner, and this guy in the upper deck just goes, "Fuck that fucking science experiment." Or something like that. I was just like, wow. Right? But you know what was great? I got like 20 emails from people from Houston that were going, how embarrassed they were. And hoping that I wasn't going to judge Houston like that. You know what I mean? Of course, they didn't yell out while that was going on. Because uh, when people are dumb to that level, it's really loud. (laughs) I don't know why. Look at me. I'm dumb. I'm really loud. You know? But the dumber you get, the louder you get. Right? And then people who know it's bullshit, they just kind of said, well, that's embarrassing. And they just kind of sent an email. A few people yelled, shut the fuck up. I don't know what happened. But that was the only thing. Other than that, you know, the way people, especially out in Hollywood, the way they look at, you know, their fucking elitist goddamn attitudes out here. I swear to God. I swear to God. I thought I was liberal till I came out of here. I cannot fucking stand the politics that are out here. They are so fuck. It's literally Fox News to the left. They are as fucking ridiculous as anybody you've ever seen. On, who's that fucking chick who looks like she needs some iron in her system? Whatever it is. She's got like gray skin. Me and DeRosa used to always talk about her. She sounds like she manages wrestlers. Like what she says is so over the top. Whatever. Obviously, it's all the way to the right. But out here in Hollywood, you get that to the left. It's as fucking ridiculous. And um, they think they're just just as right. Um I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I do not enjoy political conversation out here is not a fun thing to be involved in. You know what I mean? Let me just put it that way. So anyways, the fuck was I talking about? 
Ah, there you go again, Bill. You know, you go on these fucking tangents and you forget what the hell you're talking about. Back it up here, Bill. Where the fuck? You were at the Alamo, then you did the run through Texas. Trinity College. Something about Trinity College. Oh, yeah, yeah. Control freak thing, right? So we're coming out of fucking Trinity College. And as we're coming out, it's one of these old school venues where they used to build these venues. And then there was just, there was one way in and one way out. So it was going to be horrific. Just, you know, it reminds me way back in the day when they, they, uh, when they first made Great Woods in Mansfield, Massachusetts. I don't know what it's called now. I saw Eddie Murphy there on the Raw Tour, by the way. I had lawn seats. The Weather Girls opened up. It's one of my great... I saw Stevie Ray Vaughan there. I saw so many fucking amazing shows there. I saw Rodney Dangerfield. Jesus, I'm old. Um, anyways, I saw Burt Lancaster. Um, what was I saying here? So... The big thing about that venue was everybody was excited that they built it because all these great bands were going there. But the, for some fucking reason, they, they had like it was like a driveway, you know. So over the course of the day, like 20,000 fucking people would show up driving through this one entrance and there was already traffic. But at the end, all 20,000 tried to get out at the same time. And remember, the local radio stations would do these hilarious bits about people uh, still there and not being able to get to work, you know. So anyway, so this was one of these types of venues, uh, except it only held like 300 people. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. But still, you know what I mean? It was going to be brutal trying to get out of there. So we're running out of there. I jump in the car with Verzi and there's already people, you know, running out to try to do what I'm doing. So as we're sitting there, I want to bang a right when I get out of the driveway to go exactly where I came from. And the cops tell him he sees my directional. And he wants me to he wants me to go left. So I'm trying to go right. And he blows the whistle, points right at me, and then points to the direction he wants me to go to. And I fucking got so mad, I fucking pointed right at him. I pointed right back at him. I was like, fuck you, you douche. I yelled at him, pointing at him. Fortunately, my headlights were on. It was dark out, so he couldn't see it. And I turned to the left. And you know what was funny was it ended up being the proper way to go out. It was It, it was like a dream. It was like melted butter. He was actually doing me a favor um, and not steering me into trouble. I swear to God, if you saw the look on Verzi's face, just looking at me like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? And uh, the only, I think, redeemable quality that I have about my personality is uh, when I do shit like that and somebody looks at me, I, can, I at least am mature enough to be like, yeah, I know, dude, I know. I'm a fucking moody psychopath. I know. You don't even have to say anything. I see it on your face. I know you're right. Fucking cunt. But you you got a fucking point and the whistle. You know? All right. So I was wrong. Oh, fuck you guys. All right. Let's do some advertising for this week. Um, All right. Let's plow ahead here. Uh, I was. Oh, you know what we went to? We went to Texas OSU on uh, Saturday. And um, I got to tell you, man, I've been such a huge fan of the Longhorns. My whole life, man, I just loved, I just was fucking, it was a great mascot, great colors. I started watching them back when, like, Jerry Gray was um, one of their big um, All-Americans. I remember he went with the Rams, if I, if I was correct. I was just a fan of him, and I thought he was a fucking great player. I missed Earl Campbell, but um, they were always good. Texas football was always the shit, so I always wanted to go. And as I mentioned before, I think I told this last time, I, I always wanted to go and I booked myself at the Cap City Comedy Club and they were playing Missouri in the afternoon. I was going to do the show at night 
And then and I was all excited. I bought tickets. I was ready to go. And then what ended up happening was uh, Texas and Missouri were both 4-0, and the flex schedule moved the game to like 8 o'clock at night or 7 o'clock at night. So not only did I not get to go to the game, nobody showed up. Nobody showed up to my fucking show. And um, so I finally got to go. And um, I'd like to thank uh, Dudley from the Dudley and Bob show who hooked me up with uh, with some tickets and South by Southwest Festival, they also, uh, I'm sorry, the Moon Tower Festival. The Moon Tower Festival also hooked me up with tickets. I ended up with more tickets than I needed, and I was actually able to hook up with some some other friends that I've made in Austin. And, uh, oh, man, it was great, dude. And I got to thank Luke and all his friends for reaching out to me on Twitter. And uh, me and Verzi showed up. We drove up from San Antonio, right? Um. Oh, dude, we had the best fucking time. Drove up, got a small breakfast because we knew this kid, Luke, was going to be smoking whatever the fuck he was going to be smoking. And uh, we showed up at their tailgate, you know, threw some money in. We brought some shit. We brought some biscuits in from uh, the Czech bakery. Um, that I, It's somewhere, it's near Waco, Texas. Whenever you go from, if you ever drive Dallas to Austin or vice versa, when you're on the, I think it's, is it the 35 or the 45? Whatever the one that's it's further left, if you're looking at a map, uh, there's a place out there called the uh, the Czech Bakery, and just I'm not even going to describe it. Just fucking go in there and get yourself one of their breakfast sandwiches. It's fucking insane. It's fucking insane. Every time I drive down there, and you walk in there and you're like, oh, I'm just going to get one, and then you walk in, and next thing you know, you're getting three and splitting a fourth one with whoever the fuck you're with, and you hate yourself afterwards, but it's delicious. So I we I, I bought a bunch of shit from there. You know, some sauerkraut and biscuits and stuff to add to it. And we showed up and this dude, Luke, was making, uh, he was smoking sausage wrapped in chicken, wrapped in bacon. All right. And then his side, he had sweet potatoes with this, uh, this butter that he made that had bourbon in it and like brown sugar for the sweet potatoes. Dude, it was that butter on the potato. I was joking when I was eating it. I was like. I feel like I'm like getting buzzed and I'm going to have a heart attack at the same time. It's one of the greatest things I've ever tasted. Then he actually had a hearty coleslaw. Is anything worse than the fucking milky shit? It's all watering down, spilling into all the good food. He had the hearty kind, fucking delicious. And then they had a peach cobbler that had uh, peach and cherry in it. And, um, dude, it was fucking outstanding. And I tried to pick up, uh, you know, a couple of tips up on smoking meat and everything, but he actually had a smoker. So that's completely different than the, the big green egg. My problem has been keeping the fire going. So I actually had a, a, a podcast listener reach out who has a big green egg was nice enough to send me a long e- email about some stuff. So I'm going to try to smoke some ribs on Wednesday. You know, I'm just going to keep doing it till I fucking get it down. But anyway, so we met a bunch of people there and first he said the funniest fucking thing we were standing there. As we're, as we're eating the food, it's like so good. We're like whispering, going, oh, my God, dude, this is fucking unreal. And Verzi goes like, he goes, dude, I think people in the South are just inherently better at cookouts or barbecues, whatever you want. And we would, I was joking with one of the guys there was saying like, because of the fucking, we're growing up in the Northeast, we can only cook out for like, you know, whatever, five months, five and a half months out of the year. And then the rest of the time, it's just too goddamn, uh, it's just too goddamn cold or the weather's just too fucking bad. So every year, the South, the people in the warmer clients, just they just increase the gap 
but it was just fucking delicious, right? And uh, so we end up going to the game, and uh, I'm rooting for Texas, of course. And uh, I got to tell you something, man. I think I'm a fucking jinx. I just realized that since I started going to these big college games every year, the home team has never won. All right? The last time it happened, I went to a game. I went to a Georgia Bulldog game in, like, September. with some cupcake game. I can't even remember who the fuck they played. All right? But since then, all right, this year it was Texas OSU. Texas, I'll just name all the teams who they played. The first team's the whole team. All right? Texas OSU, fucking OSU wins. All right? Last year, I went to Miami, Florida State. Florida State won. The year before, I went to LSU, no, LSU, uh, no, no, Texas A&M, Alabama, Alabama won. The year before that, I went to LSU, Alabama, and Alabama won again. And then the year before that, I went to the Cotton Bowl, which is neutral ground for the Longhorns in Oklahoma. They played the Red River game there. I went to that game, rooted for Texas, bet on Texas, and Oklahoma smoked them. So that is one, two, three, four, five. Is that five games? I'm like, oh, and five. So I, I got to break the streak. I'm almost not going to say who the fuck I'm going to next year because, oh, I got it. No, in a couple weeks, I'm going to Notre Dame USC. Notre Dame's the home team, and I am rooting for Notre Dame. All right? Me and Verzi were joking because Verzi's been to all those games with me. I was saying we're like that guy in the, the mush in a Bronx tale. So my apology to uh, all Longhorn fans for going to that game and rooting for you guys. And uh, I'd like to some thank you letters from some Cowboy fans there at OSU. Dude, I got to tell you, man, that was such a brutal game to fucking watch. And you could feel it. You could feel it was going to happen. Dude, Texas won that game like six fucking times and then they lost it. It was unreal, man. Every time they, they, they could put him away, they just let him back into the game. And that final fucking play, I don't like making fun of college kids when they don't, uh, when they fuck up because they're not professionals yet. So I'm not going to name any names. But uh, that last offensive play, I guess special teams play, there literally should have been like Benny Hill music playing. I, it just, all they had to do was kick the ball away. They still had to hold him. You can't break it down to one fucking play. I mean, God knows that pass underneath was there for them all fucking day, and they had no answer for it. Um, I don't know. You'd think if you scored two defensive touchdowns in a game, your defense gave you 14 points, you'd think you could win the fucking game. And they somehow, in the end, they hiked the ball, the punter dropped the ball, and then he's running with the ball. He goes to kick it. You know, it goes a mile in the air, but it only went like two yards before it went out of bounds. And at that point, it looked like it was going to go into overtime. And it's like, well, at least maybe they still have a chance to at least win this game that they already won six times in overtime. And then that play happens. And OSU got the ball. And I think they ran it like one time just to position it. And then they just kicked the fucking ball. And uh, I think that was it. Or maybe they kicked it off with one second left and it was over. And it was fucking brutal. But um, but I got to say, Longhorn fans are great, man. They weren't like, uh, you know, college fans are different, man. When shit's not going well, they're not as... At least in the stadium, they act like class acts. I didn't hear a lot of uh, screaming about the coach or anything. So anyway, so we ended up going back to the tailgate. And uh, 
I forgot to tell you guys, me and Verzi, like just out of sheer boredom of driving four hours every fucking day, uh, we were uh, driving down from Dallas to San Antonio, I think that day. And that was like a four and a half hour drive with the traffic and shit. And we were trying to write a country song. And uh, we came up with this country song. Uh, we just like, all right, so what you, oh, because we all the, there was a bunch of country stations. So we kept shutting off the radio. We turn or we turn the station and we'd have the sound down, go to a new country station, be like, all right, what's this song about? Is it about heart, heartache, uh, country road, or America? And we just, that was what we, that's how we were killing time. So then just using that formula, we started writing this country song and we came up with <laughs> We came up with the chorus anyways of a country of a hit country song. Now granted we can't sing, but if we got like Travis Tritt or somebody, you know, like uh, you know, with some sort of skills, maybe we think this could be a hit. So we came up with the song basically went America first. Every other place is the worst. Right to be in a fucking hearse. Land to live in another country. That was basically the chorus. <laughs> and we were writing it. I know it's terrible, but well, fuck you. We're driving four hours in the middle of Texas. What are we going to do? There's nothing to see. You're just fucking driving endlessly, right? So we were coming up with a guy. Right, now we can come up with the verses. And we were just like, well, yeah, she's been to Paris and he's been to Rome. And you've been to London, but that ain't home to me. I can't remember where we somehow get. That's why I say America first. Every other place is worse. That's why every other place is worse, not the worst. Verzi kept getting on to it. So anyway, so we, we come out of the game. And, you know, we're drunk, right? As you do. And, uh... We show back up at the tailgate. We say goodbye to Luke and all those guys. And uh, we get out of our cigars and we couple of drinks. So then we're standing there. We don't have a ride back because we cabbed it over. And we're both old men. So neither one of us has the fucking Uber app on our uh, <laughs> on our phones. And there's like no taxis left. So we're just sort of stranded at the UT campus just laughing, smoking cigars. And as people were walking by, Verzi starts telling them, hey, hey, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, me and my buddy here, we got a number one country song on iTunes. We're really excited about it. We're just trying to get a little word of mouth going because the numbers are going down. Would it be okay if we sing the chorus to you, right? And I'm thinking, what the fuck is he doing? But he did it. So I'm like, all right, we got to do it. So it'd be like groups of like, you know, four or five people, these UT girls. And we were sitting there hammered with cigars, totally committed going america first and immediately they'd have a worried look on their face every other place is worse rather be in a fucking hearse and then when we get to the end to live in another country and we go country you had to bring your, your chin down to your chest and then yee, and you brought it up <laughs> that was, it was either that part would make us laugh or the fucking hearse um and we bombed with it man these girls were just walking away, shaking their heads or just laughing. And uh, then there was this one dude walked by, man. This guy was fucking hilarious. He came walking by. He's by himself. This Latino dude, right? Big guy. And he's like, all right, man. He goes, I'll listen to that. And he takes his headphones off and we start singing it. And he immediately gets a smirk on his face. And then we start laughing. And then all three, it was just great. All three of us were laughing. And he couldn't tell if he was serious or not. He just knew it was fucking stupid. Um, 
I don't know, it was probably one of my favorite times of the trip. And then finally, this absolute fucking sweetheart stopped. And she was so nice. And we sang the whole thing. I actually felt bad about cursing. That's how nice she was. And then, like, as we were singing it, like, three times, she went, oh, oh, like, <laughs> like, it was nice. She was so nice in the end that she just goes like, oh, no, that was good. It was good. You know, we find out, we go, what do you do for a living? You know what? <laughs> I swear to God, she was a social worker. She just was a big hearted, encouraging person. She was so like fucking such a sweetheart. We were like standing on the other side of like this little stone wall. So we wouldn't freak, you know, a couple guys standing in a wooded area going, hey, ladies, ladies, it's kind of creepy at night. So we were on the other side of a wall to get a little bit of a barrier so we could get people to actually stop. Verzi actually walked around. She was such a sweetheart. He walked around to the other side of the wall and gave her a hug. Um, anyway, so, so that's what we did. You know, that was Texas. And then I went on to, uh, America first. That's going to be in your head. I'm telling you somebody out there with some talent, man. I'm trying to think of some of the other lyrics we came up with. It was something like, I like, Pickup trucks and ponytails, shooting fuzzy critters. No, shooting little critters with fuzzy tails. Sitting in a tree fort covered in deer urine. I can't remember how it goes. We would everything we would come up with. Uh, whatever, we were killing a fucking drive. What do you want from me? But if you know, if you guys want to flush that thing out, I don't give up. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Um. Can you tell I'm also reading right now? That's how easily I get fucking distracted. Have I talked NFL football yet? Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. New England Patriots. I caught the end of the game. Missed the entire fucking game, as always. I missed the whole fucking game. I was flying up to Toronto. So... I was hilarious when I landed. I get my uh, the guy picking me up, right? I jump in. I'm going, what's going on? I go, hey, man. I just realized it was Sunday. I go, did you guys get NFL football up here? And he was like, what? I go, NFL football, you know, like Patriots, Cowboys, Steelers. You get American football up here? And he's looking at me in the rearview mirror, and he just goes, no. <laughs> I just start laughing. I'm like, all right, man, forget it. But when I got to my hotel room, they had it on. I actually had the Buffalo Bills network because I was in Toronto, which was really cool seeing their local shows and that type of thing and seeing them all wanted to, you know, rebound from the heartache and loss to uh, to the Patriots. And Jesus Christ, did they ever. Oh, my God. They absolutely fucking raped the Dolphins yesterday. And... Um, as did the Patriots with the Jaguars. So, uh, like I said, man, we play them again. I'm still calling it, man. I still think that that could go, uh, I don't know. For some reason, I just think if, if you have a good defense and then if you play a team two times in a year, you usually split. It would really be great to beat Rex Ryan twice so then you don't have to listen to him talk shit again. But that's what makes him great, though. The fact that even though he has a mediocre team, I'm still worried about beating him. I was like, we got to beat this guy so he doesn't talk a bunch of shit. Um, he's fucking great. He's like a one-man uh, promotional team there. But um, I didn't watch many other games. I, uh, by then I had to go out and um, 
go do my show. I caught a little bit of the late game, uh, the Sunday night game. Or did I? I can't even fucking remember. But I wish I'd watched the Cowboys game. That looked like that was a hell of a game. Uh, but I pretty much missed everything. So uh, I think i got to go on the NFL Network and try to watch some shit. But I'm definitely going to be watching um, the Monday night game tonight. And I ain't going out. I'm not doing shit. I'm wiped out. ACDC is playing tonight at Dodger Stadium. And uh, if I get a second wind, I'm going to go out there. And I know what you guys are thinking. Bill, how the fuck can you not go at least go get some nosebleed seats for that? And I've just been on the road for 15 fucking days drinking, smoking cigars and all of that shit. And uh, I'm completely fucking wiped out. I've seen them a bunch of times. And I know that this isn't their last fucking tour. You know what it is, dude? I fucked up. I didn't get tickets. And I hate myself right now because I'm not going. And it's going to crush me that they're going to play and I'm going to miss. And I'm terrified that this is the last time they're going to go. And I know that I'm going to regret that I'm not going to go tonight because I'm fucking wiped out. There. That's the truth. All right. Before you jump all over me. All right. Let's get into some of the uh, questions here for this week. Uh, Rugby World Cup. You know, everybody keeps talking to me about this and Japan winning. I really feel like I missed out on something, man. It sounded amazing. Hey, Bill, uh, dear Billiam Burson, how the hell are you? I'm good because he wrote me too. Uh, Anyway, uh, I don't know if if it's getting uh, much time on Sports Center, but the Rugby World Cup is on in England at the moment. The USA are playing Scotland as I write this and winning, although probably not for long. Uh, just Jesus Christ, what do they make per game to fucking knock their brains out? Though you, I'm talking about the USA team. Um, I'm a huge fucking fan of rugby, and uh, I got to tell you, two sports that I kind of make fun of that I'm actually starting to get into. I find myself trying to fight it, but if it comes on TV, I'm watching it. Soccer and golf. They're sucking me in. Uh, just wondering what you know and or think about the game. I think it'd be right up your alley. Big guys beating the hell out of each other to move a ball to the other end of the pitch. There are rules, but that uh, that's the guts of it. i like to hear your thoughts. Thanks for doing your job. Uh, I benefit from it. Oh, thank you. Um, anyway, let's go fuck yourself. Um, I absolutely love watching rugby when I'm in Europe or if I'm in a country that supports it. I don't know what it is. Just the announcers. You can hear it in their voice. It means something. You hear the crowd. It's just... Um, it's just something about being over there. I mean, I, I would become the biggest fucking, I'm going to keep calling it soccer so American listeners don't get confused with the football thing. Um, and please, can somebody, for the love of God, not ask me again why American football is called football? You barely kick it with your foot. I've told you why a long time ago. We figured out that your football is fucking excruciatingly boring and that if you picked it up and added some violence to it, you know what I mean? We do everything on 10, you know? (laughs) I'm just fucking with you. Um, No, when I'm over in in England, like when those Premier League games come on, I really get into it. It's fucking great. How can you not? If I'm in England, it's fucking cold out. I'm in a pub. I'm drinking a beer and everybody's going nuts and they're riveted watching the shit. It is impossible not to get sucked into it. And I have to tell you, I am fascinated by people who don't give a fuck about sports. Fascinated and envious of like, God, what do you do with all that free time? I'll kill a whole fucking Sunday. Right? 
By the end of the fucking day, I'm sitting there like Eddie Murphy in the clumps. Remember the outtake when he had the ice cream pouring out of his fucking... <laughs> when he had it coming out of his bottom lip. That's what the fuck I look like by the end of the day. And I do it again the next Sunday if I'm not flying to Toronto. Um, I think rugby is the shit. I think Australian rules football is the shit. And I think soccer, football, let me be respectful to the rest of the world. I think all of it's the shit. All of it's great, man. Sports are awesome. I don't have a problem with any of it. And um, if it's violent, it's fucking maniacs running around. My only real complaint, because I really do think soccer is a beautiful sport, uh, my complaint is is the diving. And I actually, at this point, prefer women's soccer because they go down and they get right back up. You know, they're fucking men about it. <laughs> All right. Friend fucking up. Dear Bill, my 26-year-old friend, in my opinion, is in deep with a lady. Uh, she's around 30 with three kids. Oh, Jesus. And is recently divorced. Good Lord, dude. Is he wearing like a weighted vest just walking around to to add even more difficulty to his fucking day? Uh, they've only been together for a few months, but he's already got car seats and shit in his cars to tote these heathens around. He's not what I would call a ladies' man, so anytime he gets into a relationship, he falls in love quick. And you know what? The world needs dopes, too. You can't help him. He said, my concern is that he's going to end up playing daddy to three kids that aren't his for the rest of his life, which in my opinion sounds like a goddamn nightmare. Well, those kids also need a father. He's doing something really admirable. But if he's doing it for the right fucking reason, it's admirable. If he's just a fucking dope with low self-esteem, you got to pull him out of this, man. You know? You got to walk up to those... Fuck his fucking car and punch out the side windows like the Terminator did to the windshield. And you throw those car seats over the fucking guardrail. All right. No, I'm not saying to do that. All right. Anyways, um, my question is, do I talk to the kid and let him know that the, that all of his friends think he's going down the wrong path here? He's the kind of guy who doesn't handle those talks very well. So I could see him going ballistic. Should I let him know or should I let him crash and burn? one way or the other with this i realize watching this train wreck for the foreseeable future makes me a shitty friend but as a but as guys these conversations suck dick uh listen dude you know he needs to grow up man if he can't handle constructive criticism if you just say look i'm just looking out for you all right you're gonna go from being a single man with all the options in the world to a a committed man with three kids instantly. Um, if this is what you want to, I don't know. Maybe that'll drive him further into it. I mean, I, and I also think that a lot of reasons why, like, he doesn't do well with those conversations is because if he is somebody that just kind of gets into something and gets trapped in something and doesn't know how to express himself, that usually adds to a lot of anger. How do I know this? Because I've been that guy. Um, I was very like uh withdrawn if anybody said hello to me then i was friends with them and i there was no asking what i wanted what i needed what i was looking for i didn't figure that out to very late in life which is probably why i didn't get married till i was 45 but at least i wasn't dumb enough to get uh to to uh get married to someone that i i wasn't i always knew enough to be like all right i gotta get out of this but i i, I was not good at that at all and i was a very angry guy um i don't know I don't know what his deal is 
or his psychological fucking backgrounds. He got an overbearing father. I have no fucking idea. I'm not Dr. Phil or Johnny Weissmiller here, whoever the fuck I'm supposed to use as a, re- as a reference. But, um, you know, why does Johnny Weissmiller sound like a doctor? He's the actor who played Tarzan, by the way. Um, anyways, all right. Asking. So I would just say, uh, you know what, dude? Dude, fuck his moodiness. Fucking baby. Just tell him what you think. You know? Just sit down and just say, listen, man, as a friend, I have to say my piece on this thing. All right. Uh, I just want to make sure that you, you know what you're doing here because you are taking on an unbelievable responsibility and you are effectively ending your youth immediately dealing with this woman and these three fucking kids. I mean, it's one thing to get married, have a kid, you know, fall in love, get married. Right. And then have a kid. Then you deal with that. Then you have another kid. You deal with that. You're just going, bam. Married, kids, three kids. Got to pick them up to daycare and whatever. It's like, yeah, you don't need to do that. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are divorced with kids. are probably annoyed me right now. But you know what? I don't give a fuck. This isn't about you. This is about a man who's 26 years old, who he's got the world at his fucking feet. All right? If this is what he wants, if it's what he wants, you got to support it. But if he's being a fucking dope, say your piece so you don't have to feel bad. All right. And then later when he talks to you about it, he's going to have to say like, you know what, dude, you were right. And he'd be like, you know what? It's all right. It's all right. You can crash on my couch. All right. Asking older girl out. Hey, Billy fat tits. Hey, fuck you, man. I'm in shape now. I just wanted to say uh, you've encouraged me to lose 30, t- 30 pounds now since you began uh, I did as well, but still have a few months to go. Dude, that's fucking great. It's great, man. Good for you. Keep it going. Uh, anyway, anyway, to the question. I'm 23, and the girl I'm thinking about asking out is 34. I feel like this may be one, may be the one if she's perhaps said yes because we click so perfectly when we are together. And when does age become a factor? Well, she's 34. If she wants to have kids, I would think that age is going to be a factor pretty soon. Uh, or should I just move on and try to find someone around my age? By the way, a great drummer to check out is Marco Miniman. Uh, yeah, I've definitely seen all his stuff. That guy's insane. He goes, I saw him a while back at a Joe Satriani concert and thought it was the greatest drumming I've ever seen. Anyway, keep up the podcast and go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's the kind of guy he can like do a drum solo to like... You can give him a, an excerpt of this paragraph and the way my voice goes up and down. He would voice it on the drums. He's one of those guys, man. He's like he's like from another planet. Um, great call, by the way. Uh, you're 23 and she's 34. Uh, my gut says, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. You're 23, dude, you're in the prime of your fucking life. I would get a woman who's my fucking... If somebody 34, they're probably going to get married pretty soon. You're 23. You don't need that shit, Right? Get yourself a fucking Philly. 23 years old, dude. You're drafted in the first round. And you're going to trade down to the sixth round? Fuck that. And I know there's a lot of women that are going to listen to me and say that that's bullshit. But fuck you. Because women do that to other women. You guys give each other advice like that on your shows. So what am I going to do? Because of women's issues, I'm going to give a 23-year-old guy bad advice? Dude, fuck that. She's 11 fucking years older than you. She's going to be in a completely different place. Women are way more mature than guys are. You're going to be like a fucking kid, all right? And she's going to be so fucking advanced as far as, you know, 
haven't been in relationships, dude, you're going to give up so much goddamn territory. My gut says don't fucking do it. Don't fucking do that, dude. Don't do that. All right? When you're 43 and you're still P90X and she's going to be 54 going through menopause. All right? I'm just saying. This is harsh, but you know what? I, w- I wouldn't be a fucking... Uh, I wouldn't be honest if I, wouldn't be, if I wasn't saying this. All right? Now, if you, but I'm not saying it, it's wrong. I'm just saying. All right? My gut says when I look at those numbers, you know, we don't have a deal here. This isn't a good fucking trade. Um, but having said that, good luck to you. <laughs> All right, uh, shit jokes. All right, what's up there, Sizzle Nuts? How are you? Uh, been listening to your podcast for around four years now, and you often make a negative reverence to, reference to shit jokes. As a kid, I always laughed at shit and fart jokes, and now in my 30s, I still think they are funny. Uh, why are they frowned upon, and do you have any good ones? Is it just you, or does the entire industry not take the jokes as being credible. Also, you suck at the internet. Last week, you gave your MM podcast email address when telling people where to send their questions, and you said it's bill at the capital M, capital M podcast.com. Email addresses and web, website addresses are not case sensitive, chief. Thanks and go fuck yourself. Okay. You, you know, it's fucking hilarious how young people think that computers are cool. I just don't understand what, what is so awesome about these fucking things. It just, you know what it is? What you give up in your free time and in money and that there's a fucking camera and God knows who's on the other end of it and you have to like put a piece of tape over it. You know what I mean? Who knows if your fucking laptop's open and you're there fucking your woman and there's some guy watching. You know? <laughs> Jerking off somewhere in another part of the country. It's just it's fucking bizarre. That's that's one of the funniest things. Email addresses and website addresses are not case-sensitive, chief. Did you flip your little fucking hair after you typed that, you cunt? Um, All right, shit jokes and fart jokes. um, They're considered sophomoric, bodily fluid jokes and that type of thing. I don't completely write them off. It's just me just being self-deprecating, just joking around. Oh, would you look at that? Would you look at that? I got a text message. I really needed to know that while I'm doing a podcast, you fucking Apple cunts. Um put the mute button on at least um anyways uh so that's what they looked at i have to be honest with you man i love a shit joke i love a fart joke if it's a good one you know if somebody's just up there so i'm fucking wiping my ass and plump you know not saying anything then like i think what happened was with the oversaturation of comics during the 80s comedy boom um you know there was there was material that just everybody was doing. There was just easy laughs because I think maybe that's what it is. Is if you do a shit joke, it's gonna it's it's gonna get a laugh. There's no way. There's just it's practically impossible to do a shit joke and not get a laugh. To get a to do a fart joke and not get a laugh. So um, it's considered like low hanging fruit. Having said that, I don't think there's anything wrong with low hanging fruit. Like. You know, I'm a big fan of fucking movies, and I love a movie that's trying to do something different. But if there's one that's just, you know, one of those tough guy movies and it's right down the pike, nothing fucking new, but it's done well, and their attitude is not that we're doing something different here. They're just like, we're just going to make one of these movies. I don't have a fucking problem with it. So, um, 
you know, if a comic's on stage doing a shit joke, if it's funny, I don't give a fuck. And if it's easy, I don't give a shit. If it's fucking funny, it's funny. So, uh, but the reason why I use it as a reference, like shit and dick jokes is, uh, it's just sort of, um, just a self-deprecating thing. That's all. That's all I'm trying to do. All right, gangs. Bill, if you were in a gang, what would your surrounding theme be? I.e., motorcycles gangs involve riding. Would you be in a comedy gang, a New England sports fan gang? Uh, definitely more like the latter. It would best definitely be more like fantasy football nerd gang. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. If you, on one end of this spectrum, is absolute uh, total rebels motorcycle gangs and then the other side is fantasy football i am somewhere between those way more towards the fantasy football thing i am uh i ain't no tough guy right i'm not trying to go to jail i don't need any of that shit and you know what i don't want to do anything you know i don't be involved in violence (laughs) i just don't don't want to explore that part of me and i don't want it done to me um the fuck gang would i be in I don't know. I don't think I could be in a gang that actually called itself a gang unless it was making fun of itself. How about enthusiast? You know, oh God, all of that is too horrible. How about I go to a hobby, one of those hobby town places? You know what? This whole question is giving me douche chills. Congratulations to you. Douche chills. I always give credit to the Opie and Anthony show. Uh, the late, great Opie and Anthony show. Um, when I fucking say that, because that's where I learned the term. I never heard anybody else say it. Was it Opie who came up with that? I have no idea. I got to call in Opie and Jimmy. Oh, Jesus. Anyways, that is the podcast here for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Thank you from the bottom of my heart, everybody that came out uh, all the way through Texas. Thank you, everybody who listened to uh, me and Paul Verzi sing our country hit, America first. Um, And then everybody who came out in Toronto, man unbelievable shows up there and uh it made me sad to to only be in all of those cities only for one night because uh you know i used to play the clubs before i did the one-nighters and it was always fun there was all these there's all these places food places all these places that i like to go so um i definitely got to get back to toronto during hockey season you know the hotel where i stayed at we went by Ah, Jesus, what the, is it the Molson Center? I can't fucking remember. Is that where the Habs play? I don't want to piss off Maple Leaf fans. But I went by and I was immediately remembered this story of me and Verzi when we went to a game there. Had the best time. It was so cool to bring Verzi there because he's not a hockey guy. And then, you know, anytime you bring somebody to see hockey live, they freak the fuck out. And to actually see it in Canada, an original six team with that ridiculous fucking fan base. All right. There's no way Canadian fans would be showing up like Hab fans. You know, in the drought that the the Toronto has, the fact that that's the hardest fucking ticket to get. It's fucking practically impossible to get a Maple Leaf ticket, right? Um, Even when I compliment the fucking Maple Leafs, I still have to trash the Canadians. I just have to do it. It's it's, it's fucking habitual with me. So anyway, so we'd gone to the game and we came out. It was just, it was absolutely fucking like, you know, minus 10 degrees and there was wind. And we were trying to get a cab, and everybody was any cab that became available, people were jumping in. And I remember standing out with there with Verzi, and it was so fucking cold. I remember we just were just laughing. At first, we were cursing our brains out, and then at one point, we just it, the wind blew again, and it was just so cold. We just it was like I think we're just gonna fucking die out here. Um, but I just I have so many great fucking memories of. Uh, 
that Canadian tour that we did. So um, as much fun as it was to do those two shows, it sucked to only be there for one night. So I definitely got to get back. And um, I did get to spend quite a lot of time in Austin. I had one day off that I spent in Austin. And then the next day, uh, we also we went to the, the UT game. We had a great fucking time. And um, what did we do? Dallas and Houston. Houston, I mean, I went to Houston so quick, I didn't even get to go to Southpaw Guitars. That's how fast uh, we went through town. But uh, hopefully the next time through, I'll uh, spread it out a little bit more. And um, once again, thank you to everybody who came out to my shows. And uh, I'll see all you guys in the Midwest um, later on this month. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Anything Better podcast, NFL edition, going into week number four. Uh, Before we get started, we have to shout out our sponsor, of course, BetMGM. We love working with BetMGM, guys. Uh, With the BetMGM Sportsbook, all you have to do is use bonus code BURR200 to get in on it. It's a $10 minimum deposit in and they will give you $200 in wagers regardless of the outcome of your wager. All you have to do is go to the BetMGM app, download it, put in bonus code BURR200 and put in as little as $10 and you'll get up to $200 in wagers, guys, okay? Uh, They're also still doing the uh, survivor pool it's uh, not the 250K, but you could sign up, jump in there. And uh, as long as your team doesn't get eliminated, you stay in it uh, every week. The team just has to win uh, in order for you to keep going. And uh, of course, here at the uh, Anything Better podcast, we want you guys to bet responsibly and have a good time. Um, so I, getting into this, I had a bounce back week, I think three and one, but the Chargers, the one time Paulie takes the Chargers, I mean. No, uh, no, 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 wait a, wait a second. Paul Bursey went 0-4 last week, and then he tells me, dude, if you think I'm not sitting down like fucking Ace Rothstein on Monday going over this shit, you watch. Yeah. You watch me, I'm going to bounce back. Paul Bursey. Uh, Almost and- one stupid fucking turnover. You would have gone 4-0. Uh, dude, you're the only one that has done that. Bill went 0-4 last year, and then the next week he comes back 4-0. I wanted to do it, and the Chargers, of all people, took me out of it. The Chargers, who I lived on. Oh, when are you going to walk away from them? That's like me I with mean, the Titans. I can't lay off them. Oh, my God. The Chargers are like the girl that gives you a hand job under the bleachers, and then when you go up to her after and think it's good, she ignores you. <laughs> like, what happened? I thought we had a good thing at homecoming. Dude, I'll tell you, last week, that was a crazy week. It was. All right, the Texans beating Jacksonville, the Colts winning, yeah. the Cardinals beating the Cowboys. I mean, I don't know. I I, I I did not see a lot of that coming. I went one and three. Old Billy got his freckled bun spanked last week, Paul. And it wasn't even close either. Thank God the Pats were the ones. The Pats were my lock of the week. I just felt like. Bill Belichick going up against that poor bastard playing uh, quarterback for the Jets. I keep forgetting his fucking name. I just oh, felt Zach like Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson. I just felt like he was going to frustrate him. But um, yeah, I'll tell you, it's hard, man, watching that Jets, watching the coach getting yelled at, watching Wilson getting yelled at. 
those, you know, a lot of that stuff the Jets fans are yelling about, it really has nothing to do with the Jets. I feel like it has more to do with their personal life. And they wanted to live vicariously through some sort of success, which was going to be the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. And now, uh, I don't know. I don't like seeing that. <laughs> Dude, no, I'm not even a Jet fan. And just, and Joe Namath, come on, man. Hold on here. Paul, you're a popular guy. People know you're out west on the West Coast. They want to have a meeting with you. Um, um, whatever. I ended up going one and three. I've gone two and two, two and two, and one and three. So now I'm, I'm two games under the fucking waterline. Paul Verzi came roaring back. No, but you, you, yeah, but you got me still. You got me still because we both were two and two. Then I went zero oh and four, and you were two and two. And then now, so now it's only. I think you got me. No, by but then you picked up two games. So I picked up two games when you went zero oh and four. Oh, so it might be even but again. Now, now you pick, we're tied. I think we're tied. I'm two hey, games listen, Bill, Bill, I'm not coming for you. You know who I'm coming I for? I know you're not. You're coming, coming for the for book. Him. We're friends I'm here. Coming for the book, through, baby. Uh, through three weeks, Bill Bill is six and six. Paul. No, I'm not. I, didn't I go one and three last week? No, you I went think you went two and two. Two and two. No, I, I went two and two. Yeah. yeah, you're six. No, and... I'm still in it, Paul. Yeah. And Paul, uh, five and seven. Paulie's five and seven. Okay. I'm five and seven. You're six and six. All right. So, uh, Paulie still six got some work to do. Six and six, the number of the beast, hell and fire was sworn to be released. Oh, <laughs> oh, hip hop. Paulie does not know any Iron Maiden. All right. Well, listen. What do I love about um, Bruce Dickerson, Andrew? It was always some crazy dream. He did that. He said that twice on one album. Is this for real or just some crazy dream? He says it on Hallow Be Thy Name and Number of the Beast. Crazy dream. All right, so Bill, sorry. Um, the surprise... You got first pick, Paul. Let's do it. Well, here's the deal. They're not fooling me with this one, okay? Because I looked at this. <laughs> I mean, I looked at it. There's no way what I'm seeing here. They're trying to reverse something. Now, I'm going to say this, okay? The Miami Dolphins threw up a John Madden video game number last week, okay? And they had 10 touchdowns in that game. They, they, they The defense was completely confused. Now, a team that does that is now the dog the next week by two and a half to the Buffalo Bills. And I could be wrong, but I think that that's the book trying to trick people and trying to move money. There is no way, there is no way, okay, that – a team that does that comes in and is a dog the next week without some sort of manipulation on the book because the book is going to get heavy-handed to them because everybody's going to take the Dolphins. So they want to scare people away. But guess what, Bill? They're not scaring me. My first pick is one of the easiest picks I've ever had doing this. I don't give a fuck that it's a division game. I don't give a fuck. I've seen enough. I've seen an offense do anything. And i also seen the Buffalo Bills not play as great as they could play. I have to see the Dolphins after putting up that point and knowing that they can get back in a game if they're down a couple touchdowns. I'm taking the Dolphins, getting two and a half points, uh, getting two and a half. I have to take them. I got to see it. All right, Paul. Well, I'm going to go the other way. 75% of the fucking money is on the Dolphins. I know. You go out to Vegas, Paul, the lights are on all day long and all night long. The doors are wide open. They got the AC cranking and they're not going out of business. You know how that is, Paul? Because of games like this. It's a division rivalry game. 
They put up 70 points on a team that shouldn't even be in the NFL. If this was the Premier League, the rate of the fucking Broncos wouldn't have been let in this year after last year. All right. That's a Mickey Mouse defense. It's a fucked up organization. They have a good head coach. They haven't figured it out yet. The, the fucking Buffalo Bills are not the Denver Broncos. But I'm telling you right now, everybody in the Buffalo Wild Wings is thinking what you're thinking. And I think you're all wrong. All right, Paul. So you tuck that chain back in. No. Because I'm fucking taking the Bills. Lay in right. two and a half. Not only are they going to cover Paul, they're going to win the game. And guess what? We're going to have a great fucking uh, back and forth between the Bills and the Dolphins this year. The NFL is an entertainment league, Paul. They're not going to let the Dolphins just run away with this shit and be 4 0. Ain't going to happen. All right. Okay. I, uh, I like Don't the head-to-head. Don't wag your fucking pencil at me either. That's that's our first head-to-head. <laughs> By the way, I'm, Paul Verzi already picked the Lions. We just were too busy to fucking do this on no, Thursday. No, I didn't. I did not. I did not. I texted you. You said the Lions are going to kill them, and they did. I know, but I didn't pick it. And if I would have said, hey, guys, I want this as my first pick, but I did not do that. Um, you still said it was going to happen. I'm trying to, get, I'm trying to give you some fucking props here, Paul. I know. I should have had another win. What are oh, you do? and you're breaking um, my balls. All right. So I got the Dolphins and Bill's got the Bills, which is our first head-to-head of the year, which I love. Well, my cousin's the head coach of the Bills, so I can't go against them. <laughs> you do look like that guy. All right. With my second <laughs> pick, my second pick, uh, a team that I said was going to be a good team this year, a team that is home with a doable game, uh, it's a three-point spread, and they lost, I believe, last week. Uh, I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars to bounce back. Uh, Love that. Bounce back at home, minus three. It's not a big line. You're at home, and you're coming off of a loss. That's got Paulie Pick written all over it. I loved it when I saw it. Doug Peterson got those guys ready to bounce back. Trevor Lawrence going to have a big day. I got the Jags minus three. All right, Paul. I don't know which one I'm going to take next, but I'm just going to throw this out there. I like the Steelers minus three against the. Was it the Texans? Are they playing? No, they're playing the. Um, they're playing somebody they? who won and thinks yeah, they are playing the Texans. Texans, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're playing the Texans. I don't. Buy All right, it. Last week was the Texans Super Bowl. They're going to come back to earth. I liked what I saw with the Steelers. I watched them this weekend. I think they're a lot. Um, they tightened up a lot of things. They looked a mess week one, but I think their coach has them playing good football. They're only laying three. The Texans absolutely stink. All right. I don't know what the problem is down there. Paul, they got all that oil money. You know, it'd be nice if they put it into their fucking program, but they're not. So I'm taking the Steelers. Laying three, Paul. I'm taking two favorites so far. Listen, I love that pick. On this index card, on this index card, I have six games I liked. And guess what? That's one of them. That's a W. I have six. I got six that I like. <laughs> um, all right, dude. Look, last week, actually, last week or, or a couple days ago, I got to sit on the couch with my friend, Bill. I got to sit on the couch with my good buddy here, and we watched the Bengals on Monday Night Football Oh, by the way, by the way, me and Bill actually watched our Monday night special go off the fingertips of A.J. Brown. Unbelievable. <laughs> we, had, 
we had them covering. We had Jalen Hurts throwing one. And then fucking it was out of his reach. We watched it in split screen. And we go, oh, my God. It was um, a little high, but, you know, he could it was a little it. high. We also, we also saw the Cincinnati Bengals defensive line was actually better than I thought. And even though Burrow couldn't, he only let it rip a couple times. Uh, I they think they got to keep him in the shotgun formation because he can't, he can't, he no. can't do that three-step drop there. Um, but I, I like them minus two and a half. I like them to win again and get on a roll. I think they're going to start rolling, and I think his leg is a little better. So I'm going to take Cincinnati. And Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was playing great, too. Eating up the clock. Mixon, yep. They got Jamar Chase. You know, they, they got uh, Higg, uh, yeah, T.Y. Higgins. I'm going to take the Bengals minus two and a half. They got to win by three. I think they go on a, on a little run now. And uh, I like that. So that, that's my third pick. I like that, too. Now, I don't know where to go here because I like a lot of games here. Yeah. Um, I like a lot of fucking games here. Who are the Ravens playing? I got them plus three down here. They're playing, playing somebody the else. They're playing the Browns? Yeah. And they're getting three points? And the Browns won last week? Yeah, the Browns are coming back down. They're coming back down. I Wait, think I thought uh, that their quarterback goes out. He gets a fucking rub and tug. He's too little, too relaxed. He maybe throws a pick. I like the Ravens. I think uh, both sides of the ball. I just think they're a better team. And they're getting three points. I don't give a fuck that they're going into Cleveland. I don't, Paul. I would say that in downtown Cleveland, right in front of Hilarious. I'd say it to Nick's face as much as I love him. I like the Ravens getting three points. Nice division rivalry game. Uh, the Ravens lost last week, I believe, and I just feel like they're going to bounce back. I think the rub and tug actually helps him. I think he's relaxed. He stays in the pocket. He lets the blitz come. He sees it slower. <laughs> Um, but you know what? I think that that was the old him in Houston. Then he got so much shit for it. I feel he feels guilty about it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, everybody knows after a rub and tug, the game slows down. Now, the game slows down for the great ones. But for us regular people, we need a rub and tug to get into their fucking mindset to run that two minute offense. That's just what I feel. <laughs> Uh, I like the pick, dude. I think the Browns are good, man. I think they're really good this year. All right. No, I'm taking the Ravens, dude. Oh, you're taking the Ravens. Oh, that's right. You're taking I the like Ravens. I like the Ravens, dude. Come on. Lamar Jackson, that fucking defense, they got a better head coach. I'm telling you. And Lamar Jackson, I'll put them up against fucking uh, what's-his-face at quarterback. That's a push. They're getting three points, Paul. They're the fucking Browns. They're going to win two weeks in a row? That's what you're telling me? The Browns, Paul? They're home, I think. I, you know what? That's a coin toss. That's a tough one. It is a um, coin toss, but I'm getting three points. Yeah. Listen, gun to your head. You got to like a Ravens defense getting points. Um, Black all right. Blue division, dude. All right. For my fourth and final pick, um, you know, the Saints – I think the Saints are a good team this year. And I think that they were beating the Packers handily and they let they blew it with the actually they should have won the game. The kid missed a third a 40-yard field goal to the right at the end of the game. Now the Saints came back home. The Saints are coming marching in. Okay. Right? I like that. The Saints I are coming marching in and they have to have a bounce back win. And uh 
what can I say? This is the Paulie homecoming theory. A good team loses a heartbreaker on the road and comes back home. I like them to cover. It's three and a half. I'm going to take is that Derek. kid coming back at running back. The fuck's his name? I love that. Alvin, kid. Yeah, Alvin Kamara will be back. And That's uh, huge, and Eating it's a three. I don't love. I'll be honest. I don't love the point three. I mean the point five. I don't love that it's three and a half. If it was three, I'd put my fucking Lexus on it. But I still have to take it. I still. <laughs> if it was, I mean, if it was oh, three, he's pushing his keys across the felt table. I love if it. If it was three, I'd be online at Citibank right now. I don't love the the, the three and a half, but I'm going to take the game because I think they're going to bounce back at home. I'm going to take the Saints up with a bounce back. All right, Paul. Go. These are the last three games I like. I like Seattle getting one. I like the Eagles laying eight and a half, and I like the Cowboys laying six and a half against my Patriots. I like that because I just think that fucking they have the next Lawrence Taylor, and I just feel he's going to be all over Mac Jones. Ezekiel Elliott, though, that's they're saying that could be the you know that could be a it's a personal game. They might you know might 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 he's a thirty five year old running back, dude. As you know, Andrew, you know you haven't said a fucking word the entire <laughs> podcast, and you come in with your hoodie up like Obi Wan Kenobi, and now you got me questioning myself. <laughs> I deliberately don't have Jake the Snake on the screen because I, I he fucking he gets that look on his face and he makes me think about things. Okay, Seahawks are playing who and who are the Eagles playing? Seahawks play the Giants Monday night. Play the Giants plus one, and then the Eagles uh, are playing who? Colts. Washington. Washington. Yeah. Eight and a half. Ah, I don't like that division rivalry game. Eight and a half's a lot. They see each other twice a year. You know what, Paul? I hate to say this. I'm going to take those fucking Seahawks. Look, I don't know I'm who my Giants are. take the Seahawks are. getting one at home. No, at the Giants. Nah, fucking, I don't want to bet against Paul versus Giants. I just no, don't no, want to no. do that. It's at the Giants, though, by the way. It's at the Giants. I know. You know what? I hate to say this, but I'll do this because then I can enjoy the game. I'm going to take the Cowboys laying six and a half against my Pats, no matter what happens. Well, you know what could happen is we lose the fucking game and I lose the bet. But I just feel like uh, they got too many weapons on offense and they have such a great fucking defense. I feel like they're going to tire out our defense. And in the second half, Paul, that's when it's going to get a little out of hand and they're going to cover. First half, I think I'm going to be thinking I'm going to, I made the wrong choice. But I think in the end, Six and a half is they're gonna do it. I'm gonna take the Cowboys. Hate to say it against my Patriots. All right, that's my brain, not my heart. All right, so I don't want to hear it from all you fucking bastards. All right, and that's it, Paul. Guess what? Those are my picks for the week. The sunglasses are on. Oh boy, cool for school. All right, so Bill Burr has Bills laying two and a half, Ravens getting three, Steelers laying three, and the Cowboys plus six and a half. All right, and I have I have the Jaguars minus three. I have the Miami Dolphins plus two and a half. I have Cincinnati Bengals minus two and a half. And I have the New Orleans Saints minus three and a half. Um, now, now, Bill, it's time for you to sing. Wait a minute. I'm going to sing about how Paul, I watched Paul Versey golf the other day, man. And he's usually Paulie back nine. Oh, no, that wasn't the case. Paul, after three fucking holes, found his stroke. And yeah. a Jack Nicholas designed golf course was <laughs> smashing it. It was good.
smashing it. There was a, a dog leg right. And Paul goes, watch this. He went a little Derek Jeter, little inside out, hit a flare to fucking right field. Went I around the that. corner. Yeah. That ball did everything but make a fucking right-hand signal. <laughs> he played great. It was fun, man. Bertolina and I were, uh, I had him by three three strokes going into the last three holes. And uh, I ended up holding on. It was, we had a great time. No, you guys played great. I did. I played like shit. And then I felt myself caring. And I'm like, what am I doing? And then I just started smoking cigars. I took a couple of holes off. I lost a few more balls. And then my daughter texted me saying she wanted me to uh, take her out for ice cream. So I bailed with like three holes left. You know, uh, family hey. first, Paul. It was a self-serving story. All right. And with that, Paul, let the Monday Night Special win some money for you. Let the Monday Night Special, Jesus Christ, Paul, win some fucking money for you. This God, close. we were close. So close. Uh, what are the, what are the, are there two games again? Why do they play uh, the games at the one. same time, Paul? That was the world. Two weeks in a row. Okay, just one. Because you and know what it is? They know if, as a husband, if you watch three back-to-back -back games, on Sunday, if you were then to watch two back-to-back -back on Monday. Nobody's yeah. watching Thursday night football because they're still fucking buying flowers. It's fucking unreal, man. They watch those Real Housewives marathons. Dude, I'm still holding strong. Neo wants to go to the Super Bowl. I'm like, you're not going. That's the guy's trip. I'm going to sit here for 18 regular season weeks, and you're not going to be here saying boo. You're not yeah. going. No. Yeah, you don't want a, a, a wife like Taylor Swift and the Travis Kelsey suite yelling when they don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want that. I don't want that at all. All right, Paul. What do we got? Who's playing? We got two uh, games. We, one no, game. one, one, it's one game. What's the line, guys? It's one. Seahawks getting one. Oh, Bill already picked oh, that. Oh, playing the fucking Giants. Oof. No, no, no. I, I actually don't know. I stayed away from that game. Yeah, you um, did. Yeah. The line is one and a half. It's one. It's one. Seahawks getting one. Geno Smith. You and know. it's, oh, fuck. And it's in, it's in MetLife. Yeah. It's in that place that the New York Jets rent, right? <laughs> How are you a professional cool. fucking franchise and there's another football team holding your lease? Um, well, you guys do that out in California, right? With the Chargers and the uh, Rams? What are you saying, you guys? Yeah, what's this you guys? <laughs> I no, went no, out no, to I L.A. Don't... to get some of that Hollywood money. Don't you ever fucking hit me with you guys. I don't meant... you ever do that again, Paul. <laughs> you know what I meant. No, Paul, we're um, going to have to discuss that after this podcast. I meant where you guys reside. <laughs> um, no, you're right. No, they do. Saquon I've Barkley. yet to see the Chargers. I got to go to a Chargers game. All I'm right, let's do, I'm um, going to that game. Let's do, uh, all right, Paul, I'm just going to fucking, you know your Giants. So I, I feel like, I feel like Gino's going to throw one. All right, I'll let you pick the line. What do you think, Paul? The Giants going to win this week? We could actually skip that and do the under over. All right, let's do the under over. What's the under over, Andrew? Uh, let me let me check see what it is now. Um, Saquon's out or he's in. He's in. He's in. Four, Forty-seven is he and a healthy? half. Healthy. 
Yeah, 47 and a half. 47 and a half. Geno Smith's been running a lot. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe do something like that. Geno to rush. But I feel like the the Giants always have a good defense, so he'll be contained. I feel like he's going to throw one. And I don't think he's he's a fucking smart quarterback. He doesn't want to fucking – he knows what happens if you run around, you get hurt. And that guy's been to a bunch of teams. He finally has a starting job. I don't think he's trying to run around and get hurt. I think he's trying to show that he's a pocket passer, that when needed, he can run for a first down. But he preferred to stand tall Darren, like John Darren, Wayne and throw a touchdown. I say Geno throws one. Darren Waller has had a touchdown on Monday Night Football like the last six Monday Night games he's been in. He's a big target. Maybe we should go with that stat. Darren Waller to catch one. Who's he play for? I'm not familiar with him. He's he's our tight end. All right. Okay, I'll go with that. And then what about Metcalf? Metcalf to get one? Um, Paul doesn't like that. Saquon, over-under? You want to go over-under? Paul, yeah, ever, however you want to fucking cut this pig up, I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> um... I feel like it's going to be a close game with the spread plus one backing that up. Do you think they're both going to score 24 points ish? I don't what? see it. 47 and a half seems a little high, right? Yeah. I like the under and I think they're yeah. both really well coached teams. They're both really good defensively. I just don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see that many points. I'd say the under, we got the Gino under. throwing one and we got your big tight end. I kind of like that Paul. Okay, so the under 47 and a half, Geno Smith to throw one, and Darren Waller to to get – Darren Waller to catch one, yeah. Yeah. Now, what if he just catches a two-point conversion? That doesn't count, right? Doesn't count. Yeah, well, guess what? A two-point conversion, you have to score another touchdown. That's what all you kids don't understand because you just think, oh, it's just two points. It's a fucking right. touchdown. Paul, don't make me take my sunglasses off and explain this. <laughs> All right, like- that's the Monday night special. <clears throat> it's gonna win some money for you, Paul. We are so fucking due. We are due, man. We're ten months into this pregnancy. When is this baby coming out, dude? The, the first year we hit like four or five of them. Last year, I don't, I don't know if we. Well, they changed one. the fucking rules on us. They went Will right. Chamberlain, those yeah. motherfuckers, but they they last lightened year, up. Last year is a wash. Um, I I actually this is one week that I like all of the picks. I like all four of yours. I like all four of mine. I'm going in optimistic. We'll see what happens. Um, I, I I think I like what you did a little better. I am thrilled though that I'm too. I'm I'm fucking, you know, win some you lose some. I'm all steady Yeti over here, dude. You're 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 I'm even right money. Brain. I'm I'm in trim. You're even money. You're you're right with the book. Paulie's got to climb himself out of a hole still. That zero and four. I'm still it's zero. Yeah, but you me. like that, Paul. Paul, you got a flair for the dramatic. You just came out winning. I mean, well, you can't do anything. You got you got to come back. You got to create yeah. like like yeah. an opponent. They didn't think I could do it. I fucking took my chain out, turned around mid October, and I beat him again. Oh, Paul, yeah. I mean, if you if you beat the book three weeks three years in a row, Paul, you got to get the pinky ring. I mean, it's just over. If BetMGM doesn't send me like some jewelry or something, you know, gold. Paul, BetMGM. I'm gonna buy you a full length mink bathrobe and you're going to come on next year shirtless with the chain <laughs> it's going to have a hood on it too 
Well, you know, BetMGM said they would do something if I did it three years in a row. I want a lion head, gold <laughs> emblem. I want the BetMGM lion gold around my neck. And But there has to be some sort of in, engraving on the back where they can see. <laughs> you called it. Uh, BetMGM, you called it. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm in Portland, Maine. I'm going to go get a lobster roll. With oh, Club dude. Soda Kenny. Oh, that sounds phenomenal. All right, guys. All right, this I is... ran into this wonderful artist at the coffee shop. I don't know what the name of it is, but I, I told him I'd wear his hat. He gave me his hat, man. Huh? I'm on the fucking woods here. I got a little, I got a fucking, a tree there, nice. you know? my This eye's going this way. The other eye's going the other way. And my nose is like, what do you want from me? <laughs> uh, all right, guys. This has been week four. Anything better NFL edition. You guys have the picks. You guys got the Monday night special. Okay. What the fuck Gino, more do you need? What else do you need? Root for Gino to throw one, which I hate. Darren Waller. Hey, go make yourself a plate. Go get out of the kitchen. Go make yourself a plate. We gave you everything. <laughs> get out of here. Uh, there you go, guys. All you got to do is um all you got to and the under 47 and a half. We don't have a we don't have a winner for the game. We have the under. Um that's it. Go to the BetMGM app, download it. Okay, put in uh, bonus code Burr, B-U-R-R 200, and put yep. in uh, a minimum of a $10 deposit, and you will get $200 in wagers, uh, regardless of the outcome of your first bet. Enjoy the survivor pool. How it works is you pick a team, not against the spread, and as long as that, you get one team a week, as long as that team wins, you stay in it. That is it for week And you four. bet responsibly. You bet responsibly. Don't, don't give your wife something to fucking bitch about. Yeah. Yeah. All right? Hey. Every once in a while, you go a little big, and if you lose your money, you just fucking look at it like, you think I can't make that back? Yeah. The fuck do you think you married? Grab her right by her fucking night coat. Right, Paul? You're getting no, no, a grill. No, 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 no. You're getting a grill like no. she missed an assignment. No, no, you he's know? joking. No, he's joking. Uh, he's going to go get a lobster <laughs> Hey, roll. Paul, keep your headset on. I'm just fucking with you. No, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. That's this week. Uh, enjoy the games. Uh, go Giants. On Monday Night Football, Bill, I'm rooting for your Patriots against the Cowboys because they're a division rival. Okay, so uh, I hope that happens. I don't know, dude. They lost to the Cardinals last week. I feel like we're gonna we're gonna feel the wrath a little bit. Or I think old Paul Revere is gonna get his fucking revolutionary ass spanked. I'm a little nervous about that, but I will be watching. Well, maybe Bill Belichick saw a weakness in the Cowboys that he uh, exploits. Well, they'll probably take away C.D. Lamb, but then they got another number one receiver on the other fucking side. And yeah. then they got Lawrence Taylor, that number 11, whatever the hell, Peterson, whatever the hell his name is. No, Micah, Micah Parsons, dude, you're hilarious, Peter. Micah Parsons. And I'm um, too fucking old to know names, all right? I know your number. That's enough. All right, Bill, I'm, you know I'm hanging up on you. I'm hanging up on you. I'm hungry. All right, later. All right, Take bye -bye. care, guys. We'll see you next week.